0: That, that is
1: was fancy shit. That
2: was awesome. And I love the fact that strong language is going to be used. It is and a can, Oh, that's I so great,
1: because I will be we throwing it out there. And I can I now confirm that we are actually on YouTube. <laughs> I
2: can see it. Oh, so yeah. that's good. Um so yeah, I can go ahead and turn that off. I don't need to hear the, the thing. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beneath the Cowl. Um, this is a Cosplay Alliance uh, broadcast, and I've taken it over, and i brought some people who agreed to be my friends uh, for the day. Um, we're going to talk about shop. We're going to talk about foam. We're going to talk okay. about probably failures, horror stories. I would say we're probably going to make fun of each other a lot as well. Um And definitely, uh, you know, take all of your questions and stuff. So I can see the chat. So just go ahead. And if you have a question for anybody, uh, just go ahead and throw it in there. I'm going to start off with some introductions. I want to make sure that we give everybody time to explain who they are. um, And more people will be joining us. And as they join, um, we'll get more people in here. Um, So we're going to start off with Tris Rex. Tris, how... like, would you want to explain, like, kind of what your genre is or where you would kind of anchor yourself in the prop-making and armor-making foam work community?
0: Yeah, so oh. you could call me a monster maker. Can you Hold hear on. me now? I can hear. You can't hear me ever I can well, hear Brittany, you. Brittany, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. You got that word. I can't <laughs> hear
1: you either. Can you? What? I can hear the both of you guys. Hmm. Okay.
0: I'll hear everybody.
1: Yeah. It must just be you.
2: Perfect. It's
0: all good. That's, that's great. But uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> she was like, So, what is it that you do? Like, how would you describe your genre? That's something I've been questioning myself for the past couple of years until I got it right.
1: <laughs> Monster maker, you said right?
0: Monster maker, yeah.
1: I think that's that's a good explanation of yourself based on all the work I've seen of yours.
0: Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I'm uh, kind of like a
1: throwback. A throwback,
0: just doing it with uh, new cosplay techniques using Mm -hmm. cheaper materials, some classic material like liquid latex and all that other stuff, but that same cosplay uh, identity and DNA of just like creating things that you're a fan of is is what I do. Then we also got the TV and film uh, side of things as well as like displays, uh, different commissions, all that other cool stuff too, but a lot of the stuff that you'll see on my page is uh, just one of my passion projects. Mm-hmm. And we got Vera back in the house.
1: And you got one of those. Uh, do you have it behind you? Do you have alien stuff behind you? Or is it just a green screen?
0: Oh, this is just some of the set. This is just some of the set okay. that I'm uh, in for the day. Because I, I was going to take it in the office. I was going to go in the office. and I'm like, you know what? I just got to be outside today. It's a beautiful day here. And I just want to, you know, just be out. Yeah. I would usually be in the studio. We can't hear you now.
1: Yeah, I can't hear you.
0: Well, that's because you're muted. Gosh,
1: I, have some mustard. I got, it, yeah. No. So, have you guys, so have you talked
2: about C2E2 yet and what you brought to the table there? Um. No, I'm uh, sorry. We we're going to be fine from it. here on out. I swear to God. This is going to okay. be great. Okay.
0: <laughs> wants, yeah, but me and Brittany were talking about it.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: then we'll awkwardly and not so awkwardly introduce uh, Brittany who is
1: <laughs> It's dinner time, okay? It's okay. I'll I'll take a bite after we talk. <laughs> um
2: so it's currently the TwitchCon champion. Ooh, um yeah with an amazing build there, uh, his, I mean, I don't even know if I know all of your, I, let me see, let me see if I can get them all. You're, okay. ready? So you're like two time U S representative to the crown champion or three time.
1: Actually I've only repped one time for the U S in, uh, at the crowns,
2: but you've won. Um, I've, made it close, and I've won,
1: I've won, uh, the regional a couple of times. Okay. And, um, also, like Chicago is like the hardest qualifier, I think, of all of them. All right. So I always go to the Chicago one. So that's made it very tough <laughs> for me to and, like, yeah. And then you won
2: third or second. You got second in one. Year. I got
1: third in the world, third. like 2018, and then um, I've gotten best to show at Chicago like three times, and I don't know. Um, and then I've gotten like Fan Expo stuff and like I you mean know, TwitchCon. And then I've done, Switch. um, I've represented ICL once. Okay.
2: So yeah. So well-versed, uh, armor and, you know, amazing. I think, I don't think people really give you credit for your armor work a lot.
3: I oh, think it's painting, um,
2: the people. I know how to sew
1: too. Okay.
2: Yeah. How's that going? <laughs> Isn't there like a, a, Sakizo coming out or something like that? At some
1: point. At some point? at some point. All right. All the right. next one I'm going to do right now is, um kind of a dream project. Um, I wanted, I've wanted, i been wanting to make my own like original character for a long time. And I think we all kind of have that within us to want to do. But I'm like finally to that point where I'm like, I'm making my own original character. So I'm going to make myself as a Borderlands character, but kind of with the twist. So my character is uh, a paint wizard. So like, because people sometimes call me like a wizard with paints or like a, a witch, like a paint witch, so... I'm, like, making that as a Borderlands character. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, isn't that, I mean, for, and, and I guess for Trish too, is, is when you get kind of, like, pigeonholed into something, right, or you're, you're known for something, right, is it hard to kind of go, go out with that, or you just run with it? You know, I mean, if you're known for making larger-than-life builds that are, like, from a certain, you know, from aliens and monsters and making, you know, kind of the, the creatures, or you're known for just making armor that's, like, the most amazingly painted, do you ever feel pressure to kind of go outside of those boundaries? No.
3: <laughs> I typically.
0: never feel pressure. No? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, pressure, I never feel pressure. I mean, to stay in those boundaries, believe, you mean?
2: My... Or... Yeah. To stay in them or to go out. I, like, sure. I don't
0: listen. I don't listen to, to stuff like that. That's yeah, all no. bullshit.
1: I agree. But... I, so
0: I never, when it comes to like staying within a certain boundaries, nah, I, I don't listen to that because it, it's just, uh, it hampers what I want to do. You know, like I sometimes like to do like little face huggers and chest bursts and things of that nature or something maybe so in between you know i don't think that that's uh you know i I just don't like being put in a box period as a person so i'm damn sure not gonna let anybody tell me or dictate you know what the art's gonna look like right (laughs) you know it could be the size of a pen or it could be the size of your car but it's gonna be exactly what i want it to be
1: yeah
0: i'm sorry to cut you off Brittany.
1: No no, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's I think it's a you get different perspectives on this one especially it like when it comes to online stuff. If we didn't have the online social media part of what we do, I think that we would just make this costume, then make whatever other costume, then make whatever other costume, but I do think that people do get pigeonholed when they get followers that follow you for one kind of thing. You know what I mean? So then like you post something completely different and it'll get like We'll say normally you get like a thousand likes this one you'll get 100 and you're like but i want to do some of this for a while and people are like yeah we're not here for that right so it can be discouraging um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do what i want but it does make me think oh i should do more of this thing Mm -hmm. because that's what people want to see so i I understand like that people pleasing kind of thing yeah when i posted and
0: i think i overthought the question too (laughs) that makes more sense the way brittany said it yeah yeah yeah, but still, I'm doing what I want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. same.
2: <laughs> but when you're known for something, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, if you make a, you know, if Tris, because like I'm making a ball gown. Yeah, you know, people be like, what?
1: Like, yeah, that's kind of know, the same with me. me like, cool, for the, I want to,
2: Yeah, I want to see some people do things that they're not used to. But I guess for me, you know, and I know you guys are a lot more seasoned than I am. For me, the problem is, is I'm I would be starting at zero to the point where I have like no skills in the sewing area. So do I spend time getting better at armor, which I'm kind of proficient at, or do I kind of pivot and try to do something completely different to me? It's like a time management thing. Like it's almost like I better just keep going at what I'm, you know, what I like and what kind of known for and get better at it, than try to be good at everything. Cause I don't think anyone can
1: like, well, it depends on if you want to or not. If you don't want to get better at sewing, then I guess, I wouldn't really pursue it. But if you're like, I really do actually want to get better at sewing yeah. to use this for this future thing or whatever, like I would move towards it if you wanted it. But right. if you don't, don't don't fret about it. But
2: don't you need it? Like for the comp- competing stuff and everything like that. It, it
1: definitely, definitely helps. helps. Yeah,
2: I, mean, yeah. I don't think that there, I mean, I gotta be honest. There seems to be sort of a, of a, you know, for especially the crown. Maybe not TwitchCon as much or mm-hmm. BlizzCon as much, but for the crown, if you have a ball gown with armor pieces and a prop and some FX, it seems to be kind of the
1: yeah
2: what gets yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, it just happened. Maybe it's just a happenstance that the last like
1: no, no, it, it's has- it's seeing somebody who's well rounded. It yeah. doesn't mean that if. It doesn't mean that if you have done all of those things, you will do it. But if you've done all of those things masterfully with, like, a perfectly chosen costume, like, you've got a better shot than yeah. the next guy a lot of the time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. again,
2: one of those things where we're just kind of waiting for Samir. Um, we mm-hmm. also might have some Beverly in there. So I don't really, you yeah. know, I was trying to, like, extend our, our, our introductions here. But we probably should maybe start getting into more of shop. Oriented talk than just did you say shot oriented
1: shot-oriented talk?
2: Shot oriented talk. Do you What's have you a met, shot?
1: right? Yeah, it is. Brought alcohol, right? You brought alcohol, right?
0: Oh no,
3: I got good. Oh, right. trust okay. me, I'm good. It'll just be us then. Okay, ready?
2: Yes, oriented. Uh, yes, here we go. Cheers. That's uh, water. <laughs> All right, so, um, I think. Where we're going to start is kind of, like, and then we'll have to probably digress as people, like, join us and do yeah. intros for them. So, yeah, um, you know, why, you know, it's kind of along the lines of what I was just talking about is we are all, I would say, more on the fabrication side of things, more on the armor side of things, more on the build kind of things than necessarily always just doing, like, you know, fabric. What made you choose foam? Like, what made you choose, uh, was it just... You know, what, why did you start down that path of more of the armor and the larger than like builds versus, you know, FX versus, well, I guess there is FX, but, uh, you know, versus like sewing or whatever. What was it that gravitated you towards those things? And we can start with grading.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't start with foam. Okay. Um, I started with, uh, so I started my whole cosplay journey with like steampunk. So a lot of like found stuff was like the beginning of things and like um, kind of making my own character and like that kind of stuff. So I started with sewing with steampunk and like I had like the smallest amount of sewing background before I started that. And then I made something decent. I made like a corset and I was like, all right, I can move on from here. And then I just started. Actually, I started with wood because I didn't know what foam was for the longest time. Wood freaking sucks (laughs) to work to try to make props out of wood. Trying to make props out of it. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I want to make a cool steampunk gun. So I'd like cut it out with a jigsaw and then like add metal parts to it. Like it's fine. But then I don't remember what it was, but I think it was a Kamui uh, video I saw where she was working with foam. And I was like, what is this? So then I got some and it kind of just took off from there. The first prop I made was a Borderlands prop, and it wasn't painted very well, I will say. Uh, that was, like, the first time ever really painting something, um, and it looked really bad when I eventually gave it away, uh, but it have wood parts in it as well, so it had wooden PVC and then foam, and then I think it had, like, wood primer or wood filler, or so, I don't know, I can't remember, but yeah, a Kamui video was the first thing I watched with that. And then I was like, okay, this is so much easier than wood. It's got a lot of the same things that wood can do, but, like, 20 times better. So, mm-hmm. it kind of just, I just took off from there with it. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Are you, were you a part of the steampunk community? Like, were you, like, into, like, yeah. character and... Your um, I wasn't
1: as much into, like, the yeah. acting portion. I just yeah. kind of wanted to make my own character. I knew a lot of people who did that kind of stuff, yeah. but... We used to go to this thing called uh, in New Jersey called Steampunk World's Fair, and it was just like such a cool little community. And we just, yeah, it was that was it's a days of old kind of thing for sure. But it's
2: kind of how I started too. I had a I had ended up having Mm -hmm. a steampunk wedding, and I'm not married to that guy anymore. But uh, (laughs) it's kind of how I started like dressing up and stuff like that. And then steampunk
1: community is really really toxic. (laughs) 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 Really. I'm really good at not being friends with a bunch of toxic people, so we got lucky there. But it's like
2: they're like, Oh, well, that's not steampunk, and I was like, Yeah, Yeah, I can see that diesel punk, and I was like, Bro, character's name, and I'm like, I just want to leave me alone, hogs on a corset, okay, bro. Like, yeah, alone, but that's funny. Um, so just what drew you to foam over making a ball gown because I do think you should <laughs> make it. I think you would look fantastic in it.
0: If I make a ball gown, you'll never forget it.
1: I know. It really I can is. see that. I can, I can see, see that. that. Yeah.
0: Actually I got a list of female characters from the DC comics universe that kind of fit like this Met Gala Monster uh Gotham Thug underworld kind of vibe. So like I said in the opening Uh, even if I'm not wearing it or if it's an animatronic or a puppet like I don't I don't nah being put in the box is just something I'm not gonna do
3: Mm -hmm. you know
0: if if it's something I gotta sew guess what sit your ass down for X amount of days or hours and learn how to sew (laughs) you know what I'm saying it was the same thing with uh, phone you know when I uh, first got into it I was looking at a lot of stuff from like I was heavily into like Injustice Two and like the Arkham Knight and I was like those are some really cool type of uh you know, armored suits and I wanted to take a shot at it and every every time I would like Google it or YouTube it, EVA phone would pop up. So naturally in my mind, you know, I just started to gather uh more, you know, instructional videos and stuff from like Odin and Even Ted, or Moody. And um yeah. it was cool because I started to see that with different techniques you could get the the exact texture you want, you can get the exact shape you want, and it was just it was uh like this gateway <laughs> of just being able to create anything you could possibly think of with foam because it it's just it's so versatile yep. and then, then I started to learn about the thicknesses and uh densities and now i'm starting to work with more open cell phones like uh you know upholstery foam and things yeah. of that nature so and then just adding to that you know throwing pvc lots of wood to the mix like Brittany. you know um when it comes to different structures and stuff uh going old school wood nails that's it, it can't beat it but you know it's uh definitely not the easiest stuff but like Kind of the piggyback off of what Brittany said it is very transferable as far as like seams, connections, things of that nature um but yeah that's that's what drew me to phone and that's that's one of the things I love about it so much is that I'm always experimenting adding things to it and just uh figuring things out, figuring things oh. out, but a ball gown is not off the table
1: no and I a, a dress
0: is not off the table I mean don't for- don't. Me, Don't I test me. I want, I'm,
2: not, I'm not. For me, i just you I'm
0: challenge the me.
2: The characters huh? I was drawn to required phone work. <laughs> you know, the first the first yeah. thing we ever really built was my son wanted to be Junkrat from Overwatch, so that's kind of just where you know. The where, where it kind of started so it was like I like I like video games so like you know most of the, th- the characters I wanted to be required foam you know um, mm-hmm. and at some point I was like I really like this like this is really I'm like this actually looks like a gun like honey doesn't this look like a gun and he's like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: <laughs> and he made like a McCree hat out of foam I'm like you can't make a hat out of foam and he did and I was like wow i was it's like, like, what like what well, you- well crap <laughs> i can make anything you know yep, pretty much. Um, and it was i think the you know for people who are starting out it's so much fun when you're starting out because it's like i'm gonna make mercy and you're like how are you gonna do that and you're like i have no idea you know or or, or whatever and you, you do it and it's like it, people are like hey it's mercy and you're like you recognize what i am you know and it's like i i do like remember mm-hmm. that thrill of being like this didn't turn out that bad, did it? You know, no, it's actually pretty good. I'm like, yeah, all right. All right. Like we're doing this, you know?
1: Um, I I think with foam, there's like, it's a really easy point of entry and like also there's nowhere to go but up in my opinion. Right. Like you you like as far as skill goes, like you start kind of like shaky and it just kind of like, it just gradually you just get so much better at it as you just use it. It's great
2: when you look back at your first you know works or or things like that or you know you know even if you're like you know judging novices and stuff like that is there something that kind of sticks out that you just you know like um wish you could like like scream to people like about like you know whether it's you know whatever it is like something that you wish you could go back and say hey i really wish i had not heat sealed this with a hairdryer (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. something like that um
1: for me like for myself or
2: either or just something that you see either you see a lot or for yourself looking back at mm-hmm. your own
1: work um for myself uh it's definitely I didn't do it for very long which is good um using spray paint on foam was such a bad choice like I have I kept a piece of foam that I painted with spray paint just so I can show people just why you don't do it. I just have like a bugaboo about it. I know there's got to be a right way of doing it. I don't know what that way is. And the way I did it that time was definitely not right. <laughs> did it crack in spiderweb? Oh, it's so? awful. It's the worst. Like I just, I just, I'm like this, look, man, eh, eh. this is why you don't do it. <laughs> right. Do this instead. That's and I know people weird. who do it.
2: Like, I know people who swear by it.
1: That it yeah, I know. But I'm is. like, every time I touch someone's prop that's like that, I, I do this thing. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, every time. And Or sometimes they use Resin or Epsilon Pro or whatever. And I'm like, and it's just like, cracker, cracker, crack, crack. I'm like. I just can't. I I don't yeah. know how it's done. I know there are people that can do it, but every time someone says they can do it and I touch it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. So that's one of my bugaboos because I have a weird thing about paint. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, right?
2: Tristan, is there anything you wish you could...
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I wish I could tell the earlier Tristan. Um, I mean, and that's just one of the things I still see today. It's just like making sure your seams are not visible. Hiding seams or just having really good seam work. Um, yeah. For one, you know, the young Tristan, I was just like, okay, I just want to make it, you know. Um, but then as I start to progress, uh, I really got into the fabrication mindset of really making it armor, not foam armor, but armor, you right. know. So now it's just one of those things where when I'm asked, you know, that's that's one of the easiest ways you could like, take yourself out of a costume for the audience if you're looking at it. You know, when you see those close-ups or, like, you know, I'm sure Britney and everybody here has competed at the Crown or something. Those mm-hmm. lights are bright. And when you yeah. make that movement or when that light catches it, it, it just, it could take you out of it a little bit. To the untrained eye. But that's just yeah, me right. being there picky because I like to try to work foam into like just stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. What else could be done with it until mm-hmm. it doesn't, until you just don't know what it is. You know, I hate. I just don't want to know. I'm looking at foam, basically.
3: Yeah, Ow. i oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, but for my for my one, the I see a oh, lot, uh, and in, in, is the not seal like heat sealing or not even sealing it i see it all the time mm-hmm. and i I, uh, I it's it's actually worse than hot glue i feel like the hot glue uh mm. you know there are people who can work with hot glue but in a seam situation you know but i like i and again like these are like you know novices so like it's not something that i'm going to like nitpick but at the same time it's like did you seal this it's like yeah I heat sealed it or no and it's like you like you can tell like you need to yeah. put- on this, you know. And I I didn't, you know. I, th- I thought my hair dryer was enough to heat seal and then I just threw a bunch of acrylic paint and I thought it was good to go and it's not the case. Um so then I found, you know, Classy Dip, which I've actually moved away from almost. Oh, so. really? Yeah, I just it's it's the the humidity in Florida is oh, so good. Okay. Yeah, um, I
1: guess it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: So I've
2: done, i I do hex flex now. Yeah. Um all right, I got to bring Samir in here.
3: Hold on one Yay.
1: second.
3: Yay.
4: Hello. hello i'm i'm so sorry for the delay oh
3: uh, it's okay
4: what time yeah. is it you're at i
1: think we can let it
4: slide it's it's 1 30 yeah <laughs>
1: in the morning
4: in the morning i was we were day. we were just we were just wrapping up uh at the event so it took me some time but hello hello it's everyone
2: mirror, uh is is the international stylist of cosplay i oh. think you know oh. <laughs> Is a staple at the crown. Yep, um, I would say how many so. Times have you been in the the Indian champion uh, at this point?
1: Like, I've
4: been there, been there oh, twice. I've been there twice.
2: Soon
4: to be um, a
1: third. Soon to be yeah. a third. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and you were
2: stuck in America during.
4: COVID. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've had a, I've had like a very interesting story, uh, like journey with crowns. The first time I was there, uh, like Ginoza defeated me in the competition, <laughs> and then second time she was judging me, and then I have been to crowns third time, but sadly that was in MCM, and I was the judge there. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's true.
4: So, so yeah, I've, I've had like a wonderful relationship with crown championships.
1: <laughs> I think we're crown alumni at this point.
4: Yes. One way or another. <laughs> you, you won it. I'm I'm a crown and I'm not without winning it.
1: <laughs> You're still a huge part of
2: it. Come on. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, when I went, there was no um, international people there. And that was really sad. I mean, it was still the best, like weekend of my cosplay life even though my flights were canceled and i was postpartum going through like a whole lot of stuff but uh it was still like the most amazing thing i do wish i had gotten a
3: chance to meet all the international people
4: though uh, you can still awesome. do it you're still you're still kicking it you're still uh, doing such some crazy cosplays I, I'm, I'm sure it would be super nice to see you compete
2: yeah so i'm actually not i don't i'm like with with Brittany. i don't want to do like florida supercon i've already won florida supercon like to go, I'm not gonna go back to Florida and try to win there, and then try to like qualify to come to Crown. I'm you just you don't
3: gonna,
1: wanna
2: do it again. I was just gonna go to C2E2 directly and do the okay. Right. Dude, decided- okay. Yeah.
1: Can I say something about this year's C2E2 real quick? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was kind of the best ever.
4: It was honestly like I like the like every every year I see the competition. I'm like uh, I'm more and more happy that I'm in the judging side now. You know.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: It's becoming more and more impossible to win in the sense that you know like the amount of uh, effort and the amount of uh, like the craziness the passion you ha- need to have to win a competition it's it's through the roof I mean like the kind of stuff uh, like what the, the kind of stuff the downen uh sorry uh, uh, nerds gone Mile did with her cosplay uh, i think uh, down in uh, message in the chat that she's not able to join
2: oh. that's
4: okay we love you so much okay yeah so like the the stuff that uh nurse gone mild did, like she was basically uh did everything with the like roots and fruits and whatnot We, we were we were joking that at one point people are gonna like Sow their own seed, you know. <laughs> then, then it will grow, and then they will make their own 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 loom, like silk looms, and then you know do the whole setting. And that's that's like that's where the process will start. Now, it's it's all it's crazy.
2: Well, I had yeah, a joke that I used to say where I was like, well, you know, she raised this, and I think I said this to Alta for during, I don't know, it was like the on one of the online competitions. I think it was BlizzCon online. I said like, you know, I think you you know I think you're going to place really well unless you know somebody comes in and they. You know, shorn their sheep that they raised for ten years, and then weave their loom. You know, weaved it on yeah. a loom, and then you know, dyed it <laughs> with an ancient Eskimo dyeing technique. And then, yeah. then there's literally a girl, a, a person that I know who had like a suki who literally used an ancient Eskimo snow dyeing technique on
4: yeah. On a loom. I I I know I know like there was one cosplayer who basically did loom her own tra- her own her own, her own cloth. Uh,
3: yeah, that does happen.
2: I, I was yeah. One person I know was made her own fiber optic fabric, and you're just like, I yeah,
4: don't really
2: know where to go with this? Like, guys, like yeah. seriously,
1: like. So are you done? Are you guys both done? Like competing at Crown?
4: No, I'm not done. Okay, good,
1: <laughs> done. good. I want you here.
4: Yes. <laughs> the thing is, like for me, uh, even though it's like really, um, uh, I, I, I'm the kind of person I, uh, I I really want to win, but I never feel bad when i lose because you know if i lose i like every time uh i think i try and go a bit more ambitious than i'm used to and uh... time I go and become a bit more ambitious with her and then I think this competition pushes me to get really really well and every time I've come there I have never had anything other than love from all the other contestants and I I mean like uh, Ginoza has been uh, Brittany has been like one of my favorite people ever since I met her like she was the she was probably the first person who literally blew my mind off because (laughs) when I saw her uh, warlock costume at C2E2 I realized like how like what depths I am in, you know, that, uh, and like the kind of like stuff I need to do to be able to be like relevant or whatever. And uh, it was, it was crazy. So, and like, uh, even then I think uh, I I knew my costume was not as good, but like everyone like showed me so much love and respect and uh, it really motivated me to get better. So I think every time I go to a competition, whether I win or not is secondary like I've always uh, found that I've come out like a better person a better artist so I'll never stop competing I don't think so unless gonna... unless people start hating me for doing it <laughs> that, that's I,
1: don't, I mean so far nobody hates that here I, I, I'm just getting started like I I want to be like 80 like
2: you're going to have to drag me off until there's like yeah. a, like no I and again, it's one of those things where I don't compete against like there's no competition. I'm not standing next to Nerds Gone Mild and, and or or, or all I that for right? sizing myself up, right? I'm like, glad not- I
1: wasn't competing against them. I'm glad I chose that year not to. <laughs> I'm glad um, that this was not the year I was
2: competing. I that's weird right. how that happened. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm I'm in there against myself, right? Like, I'm on a different journey. I, I started at a different time. I have different skill sets. I have different family obligations. We're all on our own paths, right? right. So I'm not there to, like, take anybody else. Like, I, I, I'm just there to do the best I can. And if I step out there, and I think the last time that I was at the crown, or the only time I was at the crown, I, it was the best I could do at the time. Can I do better really? now? Probably. Do I see all the flaws? Absolutely. Am I going to do better? Absolutely. But that was right. what... Yeah. Uh, I was proud of what I stepped on stage with. And that's Yeah. And that's all you can do, you know. Yeah. It's not Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, it's not you know, whatever. So I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm not done. Tristan, yeah, are you good. done? Are you done competing?
0: Uh, I mean never say never. <clears throat> it just depend it just got it has to make sense for me.
1: Yeah. Sounds- um, what I was gonna say about the other thing about C2E2 is that the competition was amazing. Like, it was truly awesome. And it was it was so great to get the, the internationals back. I'm not gonna lie. There was just some kind of special feeling that came with getting the internationals back after not having them for what well, feels like forever because of COVID. hmm. Um, it just, like, getting all those international people back was just so amazing. We stayed out late, like, multiple nights. And then, like, I think Sunday night, we stayed out till, like, 3 a.m., just the international people and a couple of us locals. And we just talked until, like, 3 in the morning. It was so great. I've, I'm i so happy that we have it back, honestly.
4: I, I still miss that. Like, I don't think so I've ever, uh, like, now I, I've, Earlier on, I didn't have any uh, exposure. Like, I've only been to one event, like c 2 too many times. Yeah. But uh, now I've, like, been to some conventions. Like, like, right now, I've been to, like, three conventions in Europe and also MCM. And then uh, I don't think so. I've ever found, like, a more... Uh, amazing bunch of people that i got to spend like it's it, like uh so much time with like and like sitting in the lobby like those are my best memories so yeah. i i absolutely i absolutely feel like that c 2 is my like everyone at c 2 is my family now and everyone makes me feel that too so oh, yeah. that's 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 the best thing and I, I really missed it i was getting so much formal looking at all your stories and everything oh. i know i know india is not part of it anymore so i don't know how if i'll ever be able to as a contestant again,
1: I really um, hope you can figure out some way. I,
2: I, I don't was, know how, but I was actually backstage at the MegaCon Masters of Cosplay Qualifier. Uh-huh. <laughs> <watching C2E2>. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, not anything against that competition. I mean, it was fantastic. Pat always does a really amazing job of running, yeah, the show. yeah, um, it's so it's fun and and whatever, but I mean, um. You know, it, it's definitely, I, I, had to, I had to watch. I had to yeah, watch. Everything. You had to, right? I had to. You know, there was just too many, you know, it's almost like a Super Bowl feeling, right? Like, it there's is. so many builds that I've been watching, like, you know, for a long time. And then there were builds that I had never, like, never in my radar because I didn't know the cosplayers, like the Sakizo mm-hmm. one Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh, who, you know, who is this person I need to follow? Oh, yeah. you know. Um, oh, my
1: gosh. The girl who is the Sakizo, so hilarious. Oh, yeah. She is hilarious. She's like an, a natural actress. She's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> we awesome. got to talk to her, like, later on, and she was uh, just so great. I love her. Yeah.
4: At, at, uh, at where?
1: Um, at, at C2. Overall. Yeah, she won second or no third overall. I think she won third second. overall. Yeah. The second
4: was where where, where was she from?
1: Okay, yeah, you're right. You're she right. right, you're from right. Spain. You dating, so, okay, yeah, her name was Alice
2: Yuan on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Oh my god, that was like, I was like,
1: oh my oh. god, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's so great. And not in a ball gown, didn't win. Just saying, wow. <laughs> this
2: is true. I don't even know what we would call. Uh, nerds about miles cosplay i think that is a plant next level next level plant-based that's a uh, plant-based
4: cosplay it's yeah. a vegan vegan cosplay <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but yeah i think you know I, I, tristan are you more interested did you enjoy judging or or, or are you more like yeah like, yeah? Sweet. yeah would you prefer judging eating?
3: Uh.
0: Probably so. I think uh, Because that. I feel like what judging is I'm able to – I feel like I'm able to give more, you yeah. know, as far as, like, with the contestants because I'm going to make a connection with them, you know? Like, there was a couple people that competed when I was a judge in 2021 that uh, came up to me this year at the, at the booth, and it's just like – she was like, thank you for giving me the, you know, the motivation and pushing yeah. me to do it at this age, and, you know, giving me that uh, that fire to, you know, go against the grain, and it's just like, I, I think that means more to me than, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. you know, uh, all of the other stuff. You know, competing was cool. I think competing changed me. Really? In a really good way because it... Oh, good. Competing changed me because I was able to be on stage with a lot of other people that I knew for some time. You know, I was that was my very first competition was the Crown,
3: mm-hmm. so
0: I didn't know what to expect. I was expecting everybody to be... tiptoe uh, it,
2: <laughs> tiptoe right in.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's just the way my life is—just thrown to the fire. But I was expecting a lot of, uh, you know, standoffish. Oh, I yeah, was expecting, yeah. you know, hate. I was expecting a lot of arrogant people, but everybody was there just to have fun. And you yeah, know, I, love I this think,
3: community.
0: I think it's more important for me to be a uh, a judge or somebody to help with the show than to be competing.
3: Yeah,
0: because um, yeah. I want to make sure that like. Everybody is getting the fair treatment mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're getting. I don't want anybody to be looked over because I felt a lot of time when I was uh competing, people just looked right past me like, what the hell is this? A big monster? I don't know what this shit is. Get it out my yeah. face." I
2: yeah. don't want anybody Lards to look, get looked life, over. I feel does have a, you know, a the track record of having it a little yeah. bit harder.
1: Yeah, it does. And and they're not what even doing Larger Than for? Life anymore. Larger Than
2: Life has a uh, uphill battle a lot of times, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and at that time, that was, you know, that was swamping. So that was just like baby, baby, baby. First set, people like creature work. So nowadays, it's just like I'm able to see each year. I'm able to see more monsters. I'm able to see more creatures or more big battle-like armors with all kinds of weird details that people bring up to me. So I'm making my yeah. mark in a different way, you know, competing, I'm gonna let Brittany and Shamir do all of that. I'm just here to bring people nightmares.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice, I
0: love that. Literally, that's your new
3: tagline.
0: literally. And if, if you were up to Brittany, you already know you were my booth neighbor. Yep, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm here to bring people nightmares. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: it's true. Yeah,
0: that's that's that's, that's, what, that's what Trish Rex is here to do. I'm gonna be supportive of everybody else, but I, I play in the dark. Yeah.
1: And, larger- and I
0: don't know if I don't know if the big light I don't know if the big stage is ready for that.
1: Well, the- <laughs> yeah. the level of oh, they of darkness. you
0: on
2: the side. They would put I you think. on the side and make you come out of the curtain real quick, right? Yeah. Like the thing that stinks uh,
3: about uh, that. Yeah. Well you, you know, and, um well, I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that. But there's other contestants that I judge that I did give some pointers to, and kind of like you know what, you should probably have them come out on the side because they got skills, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I know if it was hard for me just in a big swamping yeah. suit, <laughs> I, <don't think> <laughs> I know for them up that the stairs. Yeah, or yeah down, or down,
2: or Ramp yeah. up, and it was stairs down that year. Too the year that it you're was
0: done. easy. It's easy, always easier going up the ramp, but sometimes going down around, depending on the flexion, you know. So it's just like okay, but yeah. I just but, say that to say this. I'm here to uh bring monsters everywhere to your convention floor. Kids running and screaming, you know, horror nightmares everywhere.
3: Yeah,
2: all that
0: other stuff. I'm good.
2: I did my first, like, kind of monster-ish build where I had feet, toenails that were made my feet, like, a size, like, 12, 20. And I got up the stairs fine. And there's video, of, you know, Pat's helping me find the railing. And then I get up the stairs, and I'm, like, and I'm, like, thinking, all right. And then I go to get down the stairs, and I'm, like, and I just grabbed the middle of the railing and literally, like, vaulted myself <laughs> on the stage and, like, landed, like, perfectly. and Like, just kept walking, and I'm, like, whatever. And nothing... I thought, oh man, this looks so good. And then I saw the video. I'm like, wow, everything just looks so bad walking across that stage. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, when you talk about like larger, big builds, and and you know, Brittany, Samir, you guys have all done very big builds. I mean, Brittany, you your category actually for TwitchCon was larger than life's because you went it out. Was was that
4: (laughs) everything she does is larger than life it doesn't the costume doesn't have to be it's just larger than life in general
1: it was just barely it was just barely what it was considered larger than life okay we'll just say that (laughs) is there a a story there of why you chose to do that well i had to drive my costume all the way across the entire united states so i felt that i was larger than life that's oh yes
4: all right. No, and, and like you said, like your your work is larger than life. The size might uh, might not be, but your work is uh, every, everyone oh, like. Thank you. you. All of thank the guys you. over here, like your, your work is larger than life.
1: <laughs> also, I did, I did, I put larger than life in my application, and then I put right underneath it, if I like, this is what my costume is. If it does not fit within these parameters, please move me to armor. And they just accepted me, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, the difference is that you get a 1000 more dollars and a stipend to travel.
4: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that makes sense. I, would, no, I No that's, know, no, that's a costly hack. <laughs> knew,
2: I'm like either there was like an armor contestant that she didn't want to go
1: against or I'm like is that looks nah, like a it's definitely that it cost every bit of the amount of money that Got they it. were giving for a stipend, every cent I needed. <laughs> so
2: yeah. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah I,
1: When you're building some, like,
2: I guess this is a question for everybody, when you're thinking about building something that is really big, right? So big, you know, is always going to be the fan favorite. So that's a good part, right? Like, the bigger it is, the more the audience is going to cheer. What are some things that you would say if somebody who's starting out is like, I want to make something huge. What is something that you would say that you've learned after making big things to keep in mind um, or to think about? Um, I Honestly
4: with- I would I would I would never recommend anyone to make uh, if if someone is starting out and they want to cosplay I would never recommend a larger than life cosplay mm-hmm. because it 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 does hamper your uh, enjoyment of the convention because like I do feel it sometimes that I'm not able to talk to people properly because I have to be in a corner like in my cosplay I cannot run around I, I never I'm never able to like if I do a really huge cosplay I'm never able to see the convention properly so like I understand wanting to do it because obviously it's 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 crazy. Everyone, like you said, like everyone loves like a huge cosplay, and it's it's really good from the perspective of competition. So if you really really want to win, or like if, if the like it also depends on the judges and also depends on the competition. Like not a, every competition will give you, and not every audience will give you like uh, the best uh, like audience favorite award or whatever because of the big co- uh, with big cosplay. I think it differs from place to place, but uh, I think if you starting out i would recommend something which is more uh, practical so that you can enjoy the convention because at the end of the yeah. day uh, i love competing but uh, meeting people uh, and uh, you know like uh, socializing whether a cosplay is is for me is the major aspect of a convention like that's what i am most excited about even if i'm going for a competition my major thing is like i want to meet everyone i want to talk right. to everyone i want to learn as much as i can and if you restrict yourself to a corner uh, i just don't be able to do it yeah. yeah, that's that's my take. But like, obviously, I have made, like, my first cosplay I brought to C2E2 was like, like gigantic wings. <laughs> and uh, I'm not following my own advice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I I did learn. And the thing is, like, uh, be- like C2E2 is unique in the way because after even after the convention has ended, the convention doesn't end. It still goes on, right? So, uh, but like in other conventions, I would definitely say, uh, make something which is more practical.
1: Oh, yeah. For the first, I would say for at least the first few costumes that you do, I would do practical and then get a feel for conventions first and then move on yeah. to bigger. But Tris yeah. can comment more on like the big, big stuff because I know yeah. less about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the big, big stuff, actually, you know, just to piggyback you off YouTube, practicality is key. You know, you got to be able to live in do certain things in these big suits and it's just one of the things that you just gotta like plan for so taking the baby steps to that is the only way to actually know like I didn't know that you know having big foam legs could uh fall down a little bit you know until my first con doing it and then I started making suspenders for all of them and stuff so it's just kind of just like um you just gotta build up to it um certain things like the Empress alien, the Queen alien is just puppetized. Like there's a cockpit in it, but you don't it is just like limits to what you know you could like have on a show floor and things that you know that you you can walk down aisles and, you know. So there is uh I'm speaking from both perspectives when it comes to taking those baby steps though. Cause even when it comes to making the big puppets and, um, you know, you got to take baby steps with that. I had to, I had to burn through a lot of foam to get to that <laughs> Empress. Yeah. I had to
3: points, burn
0: a lot physical.
3: of foam. Go ahead. What was that?
2: I was going to say, there's the physical thing too, you guys. Well, I'm sorry. I think there's like a lag. I thought you were done. I apologize. Yeah. Um,
3: it's but like I think a, a second yeah. lag. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, there's a physical thing, too, right? Like, I think yeah. I, I've i built yeah. myself up to, like, a pain yeah. tolerance threshold of, like, if I remember being in, I look back now, my Maleficent, and it was just a chest corset, and I was, like, dying in it, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Now I'm, like, you know, my most recent one, I don't, I can't even see out of it, practically. <laughs> <you> know, <right? laughs> but it's, like, you, your body, like, also has, it is, there's, like, oh, a- yeah. Aspect to carrying the stuff mm-hmm. around, like especially like back in the days when everything was warbler, like that stuff was heavy, you know. Yeah, like, there is like a, a I mean, yeah, and, and there's your back wings, everything I make have, has some sort of wing apparatus, yeah. <laughs> so there's like, you know, just being able to walk and, and stand up for that long, you know.
1: Yeah, it's true,
2: it's like running a
3: marathon sometimes
4: doing so many doing so many big cosplays with like heavy armor and whatnot I think my body has uh, accepted that when I am going to a convention I won't be having too much food I won't be drinking too much water and like my shoulders will be always paining after the convention and I think yeah. like over the years, uh, I have I have trained like this and I don't find it frustrating because when I talk to when I, other people see it, like they see, oh, uh, you must be sweating so much. Like it must be like this or that. But you have so grown accustomed to it. Like it's like second nature to you. Like suffering is like a nature mm-hmm. to you, <laughs> it's especially true. if you're an armor cosplayer. Like you, mm-hmm. just, you just love suffering. <laughs>
2: I not hot. I don't know. Like everybody always asks. That's one of the like the questions that you get. Like what are yeah. the questions you get when you're standing there in armor? Standing probably is that hot? Armor. Is that hot
3: wearing that? Is hat? that
4: hot? <laughs> Is it hot in there? How much does it weigh? How much does it weigh?
3: (laughs) How much does it weigh?
4: I'm just coming from an event and I I, I must have answered that question like 15 times today.
3: (laughs) Is it comfortable? Yeah?
4: Yeah?
2: Yes. Like I was standing in the dragon mercy there at Someone A little old lady walks up to me. Is that comfortable? I was like, no. That's not (laughs) the point.
4: (laughs) That's not the point.
2: It actually right? gave me a bald spot because I didn't realize that. Uh, <laughs> so I, oh wow! 3D really oh. printed helmet. and oh, no. I didn't put any padding in it. So oh no! I a hole like right here in my. Oh makeup. my god! And so, like, I was like washing off my makeup after the contest, and you were there, Brittany. That was the first time we met. I was so awkward. Uh, and I, my husband goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh my god. I had a huge bald spot in my head. And he goes, "Did you not put any padding in that?" And I was like, "I guess. No.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> all
2: right, it's jaws time. I gave you my bald spot. Give me your give me your worst uh fail stories, horror stories from wearing a costume.
4: i like I have I I think all of my cosplays have been like a horror story because I'm 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 not even kidding. Like I'm I'm not really proud of it. I should probably not say it online. So, I'll 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 not say the whole truth. But I, eighty percent of the times, I have never worn my costume before. uh, I'm in the convention.
1: Yeah, same.
4: yeah 80% uh, yeah. of the time like most of the costumes I wear I I, I just I just like think, cross my fingers believe in my believe in my luck or whatever like on the cosplay calls and like there's just, just hope that you know everything comes together and uh, all the proportions are right and whatnot and the harness doesn't like fall off it has happened like the the costume which I with, which I came in 2017 like was the uh, so, um, a funny story is basically like, uh, when I competed in India, like I had been making, um, I had been working with foam and not a lot of people were working with foam in India at that point. And, uh, Most of the time people would make like something flashy like and uh, I was competing every year I was trying to do detailed work and then like there was someone who would come with like giant wings but not finished like properly or like some some electronic fancy lights and uh, so I kept I I lost like two or three times uh, in such competitions in India Uh, before like I was not able to come to uh, like uh, C2E2 or whatever because of that like I was although I was a I was a second guy who came to C2E2 the first guy was not able to cosplay uh so the the year that i won finally and came to c2e2 that year decided that i will make like the most amount of work anyone could imagine so i was like i made like two feet stilts. i made my wings like 12 feet wide and then i did wings i did lights i did weapons i did a wig whatever like i did like shit ton of things to my best capability when i came to c2e2 i saw like that my best capabilities are like were nothing (laughs) but like in my mind i was like no i'm gonna do it like the best And uh, I literally couldn't finish that costume. And uh, before in India, when I was competing before going on the stage, I still had no leg harness, like I had leg pieces, but there was no harness on them. I went on stage, I literally uh, just masked, uh, like, you know, I used uh, uh, masking tape to put my armor together and I painted it brown. Like two minutes before going on stage, <laughs> I basically uh, uh, taped my leg armor and then I painted it brown and I, I, I acted like it's like leather, leather strap or yep. something. <laughs> yeah so like that's i'm not i'm not proud of it and all the other contestants were really pissed at it but like that's like i just i just made everything so much extra that i just couldn't finish the cosplay but it was so much that like uh, the judges got overwhelmed like that's how you win in india like you make something that like judges don't understand at all and then you win (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: panels
2: and i'm like the one thing i can say is make sure you Test your costume fully before, and then I'm saying this stuff knowing full (laughs) well we're sitting there at MegaCon, and my husband's like, "So you've tried this all on?" (laughs) Like, like, well, like each piece at one point or another. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
4: Yeah, like we have we have tried each and every piece multiple times, but never everything together.
2: (laughs) Never (laughs) everything together. And you know, he just looks at me, he's like, "You would think."
3: and i'm like yeah, yeah you
4: would we we're we we all we're all theoretical scientists here <laughs> in theory it should work so it will work <laughs> do as
2: i say
1: uh, as i do for sure yeah. i have a small i have a small one all right um i don't typically have a ton of snafus but i also do the thing where um where i don't try on my costume for the first time until a math convention uh at twitchcon I did not test the smoke machines. I bought them a, a month before, and I had them in my hands. I was like, "They'll work." Yeah. <laughs> I did not physically put them inside of my pauldrons. Yeah. Until the day before. Yeah. And I put them in, and I'm like praying. I'm just like, "This, this is gonna work. This is gonna work." So I like push the button, and it's like, mm, and like one of them is smoking, the other one isn't. And I'm like. This other one doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And uh, fortunately, the people in my room were cool and they were like helping me try and figure out why it was. Cause I just bought smoke machines. I was like, I'm not putting smoke machines together. I don't care. Um, and one of them, like one of the turbines inside or the things had been like installed backwards. So we had to like pry it open and like turn it around. And then we were like, <laughs> eh, and then it starts going. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> So I had not seen smoke come out of my costume until like right before. Yeah. <laughs> I also styled my wig like two hours before. the that, yeah. that Fantastic. was that was beautiful. You no, know, like
4: cosplay, cosplay people at convention are the best people. You know, like uh, uh, I, I had I had like such a stupid uh, thing happen with me. Like I have a lot of uh, con uh, nightmare stories. Like mm-hmm. uh, in in this convention, uh, basically uh, I uh i wanted to do gender ikari i was invited for anime fest so i got like my whole gender ikari cosplay i had like the jacket i had the wig but the wig was not styled and then i, I accidentally shaved uh, wrong so like uh like there were some patches in my beard that were not proper and then i forgot my inner shirt and i was supposed to cosplay the next day and in the morning i i didn't even check what all stuff i have and what i don't have i opened my suitcase and i say oh i don't have the inner shirt oh i don't have the white gloves oh uh like you know <laughs> i i, I have to like style my wig, and then in like at six at six in the morning I'm, I'm messaging in the group hey does anyone have a red jumper and then some cosplayer in uh like uh, prague was like i'm coming at convention at 10 p.m and like 10 a.m and i'll have this uh, shirt that i can get from you so my shirt is coming from like two hours away like in car and then uh, I, I, there was a Ukrainian cosplayer over there called Natsumi. I, I was like, hey, you're really good at wig styling. Can you help style my wig?
3: <laughs> so I went to her
4: and she styled my wig. And then uh, like, uh, I didn't have like, uh, like I had like wrongly shaved my beard so i went to like someone and they did like makeup on my beard and then and and and, like even the sweater that they got me basically was like a chain sweater so gender doesn't have a chain so i basically uh, wore the sweater opposite side (laughs) so like the chain was on the back so i literally made my whole costume come together in two hours like because like everyone in the convention was like trying to find things for me and then basically bought it together like people in conventions are like so amazing, honestly. So
1: <laughs> what about you
3: You just
4: you have, you just have to be shameless enough to ask. <laughs> I
0: know you got something.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: the biggest.
0: I think I, I kind of touched on the biggest horror story, and that was that Wizard World. I think it was 2019 um, when my show- my leg armor just like wouldn't stay on. This is before I knew to make suspenders and like strap it up to a vest and such. -hmm. Everything else was good, but like I could only take two or three uh, steps and a pose before it just like dropped down, and I was like, "Never Mm -hmm. again will I ever." Because I just thought they would. I tried it at home, right? But at home is at home. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta like test it out. You gotta jog a little bit, and for whatever reason, I just couldn't couldn't do it. So after that, I'd make like I try to like finish at a certain level then just try different pieces on just to see how they mesh together and um, this that was pre-Swamp Thing um, but in the future like it's just it's just like just test as much as possible and the biggest horror story, the second biggest horror story was at the Crown of 2020 when I was Swamp Thing yeah. what's up little baby
3: Oh, oh hello. <laughs> right.
4: Sorry. Sorry. She sorry. She's so adorable. <laughs> okay.
1: So good now. <laughs> but, um,
4: <laughs> as, um the 2020,
0: 2020. crown is a uh, I forgot one of my fans that was going to go inside my swamp thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget that again. Mm. I almost didn't make it. It was it was it was a struggle. Because that thing was super, really hot, really, really hot. So that that was like my biggest nightmare.
1: Yeah.
0: My two biggest nightmares. And I'm like, okay,
3: cool.
1: I'd be like asking people for ice packs. I'd be like, please, someone ice. <laughs>
3: please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually,
1: don't call them for up. this- Go
0: ahead. Yeah, for this film that's shooting and um, later this quarter, I actually got a uh, one of those cool suits, Mm, and I will say, don't let the price scare you too much because they work. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, the
0: one that I have works. Yeah, Um, and it's like instant; like you don't need any time to like cool up. Like as soon as you put the water in the reservoir pack, you're like good to go. Yeah, it's just like little things like that. Like at that point, I wasn't spending that type of money on that, you know, but nowadays it's just like life is different. I'm older now, I don't got patience like that. Yeah.
3: So <laughs>
0: it's like I don't got time to be too high. Give me that dang cooling suit. Especially yeah. when you're trying to put on the performance, you know. Yeah. But um yeah. That's all cool. <laughs> hmm.
1: So okay. So if you had to <laughs>
0: go back,
2: huh? If you had to go back and you had to like, what do you think was the impetus to compete? Because we've been talking a lot about competition, even though this is shop talk. Yeah, um, right. but whatever. Um, what what was the thing that made you go, I want to do that? Like, I want to be on that stage. What what was it? Because it's it is not for everybody, right? And there's it's not necessarily a, a, a straight line from building and making into competing. Um, so, what what do you think it was that that made you um, made you want to Interesting, We
0: can start with you since we have kind of been going like this. <laughs> yeah, I would say the two things. Well, the one thing is just the experience, right? Because I remember it's being in the crowd at the crown. You know, I wanted to get that that experience just to like have everybody be able to see your work. And two, uh, once I got into it, you know, after a couple of years, it was just the exposure. I wanted to be able to, you know, put myself against some of the The best of the best. Well in this case, since the crown was my first winner, it was the best in the world. So um yeah, and really be able to show what I'm capable of. But now it's just you know, life is different. Life is different now. So, you know, I'm not sure if I would I would do things the same way as we speak,
3: but
4: yeah, that was the start. Um I would say I actually started with competing, like I think that's what got me interested into cosplay because I have, I had been like sculpting before I cosplayed, I think, uh, because we, we literally got uh, uh, we got our first convention in front of me, like I, uh, I don't know, I I don't know if I have mentioned to you, Ginoza knows, uh, Brittany knows, but like I I was literally the first cosplayer in India because uh like when the first convention happened i was like uh, a volunteer in that convention i applied to be a volunteer and i was like it would be fun if i cosplay also because i had been following co- some cosplayers outside but i never i never had a reason to cosplay like uh uh in india because like we didn't have any conventions i didn't know anyone else like you know and social media was not a big thing then so like even if i cosplayed what would i do with it right so that's why i never i that's why i never did it i like making things like even now i think i i love crafting uh, much more than like wearing the costume most of the time i just like i work months and months on a costume and then i just wear it at what convention and then next <laughs> and i start on the next project you know instantly so like i think uh, i was i was like started making props and whatnot uh, before i started cosplaying properly and then when the first convention happened i cosplayed uh, but i knew that they were going to have a cosplay competition and the prize was uh, if you won you won a prize to like disneyland in japan and i was like oh that's cool like if i win that i'll i'll be able to go to disneyland so that mm-hmm. was my uh my initial uh, basically motivation to cos- start cosplay and did you, go to uh, did you go to disney oh no no i, I basically uh I, like i told you like the first 3 years i was making uh cosplays but uh, there was always something flashier that would win <laughs> so yeah, I, I I did like two cosplays. I did uh, one I did was R- Rorschach, and of course Rorschach is not gonna win any cosplay competitions. And then uh, second I did was Freddy Krueger. But like in <laughs> the same uh, same competition, there was a guy who basically at, because no one knew what what cosplay was, so there was a guy who did like uh Jedi cosplay, and uh, like his whole costume was store bought. Like because at that time no one knew what to do. Uh, like I, I made my uh, like I made my whole uh, Freddy Krueger cosplay. Like my makeup was really shitty, but I, uh, I just bought the hat and the pants. Like I made the whole sweater. I did like the claw and I did like some facial or whatever. He basically store bought his costume and he had like a ten, like a really expensive lightsaber that he also store bought. So his whole costume was store bought, but he won and he went to Disneyland. Uh, like he could afford it. He has like a lightsaber. It's super expensive. <laughs> So, yeah, like in India, like I had to figure out how to win because initially like people had no clue and like only our organizers were judging the cosplay competition. So they didn't know, you know, like if it's a store-bought costume or it's a self-made costume kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, so like my motivation actually, like uh, I started cosplaying like the very first cosplay I did was with the motivation of competition. That's why like I've always had like a huge love for cosplay and I love crafting and uh, anything that pushes me to, uh, craft better and like try new things. Um, I always love it.
1: Mm. Um, for me, um, when I started, it was almost like eh, probably 10 years ago. And competitions are not what they are today, mm. obviously. I think we can all kind of agree to that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It was like the biggest, flashiest, most store bought costume would win, basically. Yeah. Mm. Chewbacca's and, Mario's and like the nobody like everybody nobody's making their costumes basically when yeah. I started. So when I made a thing like I wanted I wanted to make a thing and win a competition. I started with like steampunk stuff. So um, so I was like when I was in high school I was like fairly competitive at least in the fact that like I would draw something and like no one else could draw anything and I'd be like oh okay well I'm pretty much the best because I've got no one to compete against. So when I started getting to get a cosplay, I was like, oh, well, I've got some people to compete against, even though I didn't know what I was doing at that point. But I still wanted to try. So I'd sew something and, you know, enter it and, like, not win anything because the most store boughtest costume would win, you know? Or the biggest, the the biggest thing. Not necessarily well-made. It didn't really matter. But, um, yeah, I didn't – I think my first thing I ever won was – best, like, audience favorite or something like that at a steampunk thing, and it was, like, the crappiest handmade piece of cardboard thing you've ever seen, and I don't know if I still have it, but it still motivated me to, like, want to find find competitions that would respect craftsmanship, so since then, there has been more craftsmanship competitions. I did not start with C2E2 by any means, because I don't even know if that was around at the time, but... Uh, I started doing locals and then kind of working up from there, trying to make more and more things, making more of the things that I was making. Um, And eventually the the competitions caught up with the craftsmanship that I wanted in in competitions, which is great because that's what I want in a competition personally. Um, So, yeah, that motivated me to keep doing more. And then like every time I did a competition, everybody was super non-toxic, which was great. Um, the competing community is extremely non-toxic, and I really love that. I love that people are not very like in-your-face ego kind of thing. So that just made me want to keep doing it more and more, and talk to more people, learn more people, more, learn more stuff from the people in the competitions, and it just kind of got me to where I am today. It's so true.
2: Uh, the the non-toxic thing about the the maker space and the the competing yeah. space. I've never had a bad experience. People are like, "Oh, well, you guys are all elitists," and I'm like, "Have you talked to us?" Yeah, have like, you ever talked to us? Any, anyone, you know, like we are actually not. Like, it's actually super positive. Like, I've never I been think- in a judging situation where I felt it was toxic or backstage. Mm-hmm. Literally, I don't think I've ever been backstage where a twerk off hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you
4: know, or. I, just, think, like, I, oh, think, I think, you know. Uh, I've been discussing this a lot with a lot of people because, like, uh, everyone has been uh, like because I went to some smaller conventions like, like Anime Fest, which have which I went to in uh, Czech recently. was like a it, it's not a huge convention like MCM was a huge convention. C2 is of course like a huge convention, but mm-hmm. Anime Fest is not that big a convention and the community is also smaller. And then when you sit with people, you try you you listen all the tea, you know, <laughs> and then all mm-hmm. the drama and everything and like that's what I tell them I think like uh when you are uh it depends on the what level you are competing at like when you are competing in like within the community the thing is like most of the people they know each other and they already have like some prejudices against each other or whatever you know and also uh I think in the local communities like in India that happens a lot like people think that they deserve to win without wanting to work for it you know they're like uh like it happens with me a lot like some people uh, don't like me uh, for that because I, I because initially like we in India we don't have any uh, cosplay or guesting opportunities. You know, like uh, <clears throat> I had no way no way to make money with cosplay for seven years of my cosplaying. Like I started in 2011 till 2017, uh, no one in India ever got hired for cosplay at all. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, I had no way to fund my uh, hobby because I didn't like every time. Of course, like I said, I, every time I wanted to make a better cosplay, and making a better cosplay means spending more money, right? And uh, then do doing more trial and then giving it more time. So I had to make it worth my while. And how I made it worth my while was basically competing, because you know, like I I competed, and the money that I got basically I used to fund my hobby at get getting better material and whatnot, and. Um, so people started hating on me for that, that, you know, like you compete so much, you're competing so much, you're winning so much. Why are you still competing? Because I had no other option. Hey, look, hey.
3: Who, <laughs>
4: look
5: who's here from down under. Yay. A is never late, nor is he early. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's bullshit. You're, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we saved all the motivational stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, No, go ahead, Samir. You're talking about... We were talking about competitions because, you know...
4: Yeah, yeah, so uh, basically, like, uh, uh, like people uh, like did hate me for it for a while because you know, like, I'm I was competing a lot, I was winning a lot. I have I have won some thirty. I I've, I've count I've counted once I've won over thirty five, forty competitions in India, because wow. like I, had no, <laughs> because I had no other way to make money from it, so I kept competing constantly. Like whatever competition was coming my way, I would take part in it, and most of the time I'll win. So, uh, like, what happens is like I think when you're in a when you're competing on a smaller scale and when everyone knows each other, like I said, there's there's a lot of uh, already interpersonal relationships that are going on. So people have like a lot of prejudices. So and like I said, like people were like, uh, uh, why do you keep on competing even when you've won that much? They don't think that uh, they should get better than me. Like if I'm competing every time and I'm winning every time, the way to defeat me is not stopping me from competing the way to defeat me is get get better than me right
2: yeah. so okay. Can we go to yeah. india and like take these people <laughs> like, mm-hmm. who so like- <laughs>
5: i love the way that you are talking about like, the way to defeat me this is not the
3: way <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> be better <laughs> only- yeah. I'm,
4: I'm, I'm not i'm not trying to brag or anything but i'm, I'm just saying like you know like uh, like when i want to defeat someone i don't want them to not take part like if i i i, I want i wanted to compete sometime with ginoza uh, like, you know, like that was my goal in 2021 but in 2020 she became the judge so, <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, my goal was like, oh my god, like, this person is so amazing, I want to compete against her, and maybe, maybe try and beat her somehow, you know, and uh, that's why I started working on my stuff, like, I was like, no, I need to get better at painting, I need to... Finishing. I didn't want. I never wanted her to stop competing, you know. And but like people, uh, people in India were like, you know, you should stop competing because you have won so much. Like, what kind of logic is that? So I think that happens a lot in the when in the very at the very grassroots level of competing. But when you compete like at uh, places like C2E2 or like really big competition like TwitchCon or whatever, everyone has like mutual respect. You know that everyone who's over there has like reached a certain point and they are giving their best, you know, and no one is expecting to win like uh, as a as a you know uh, as a charity like everyone who's over there uh, wants to beat the other person it's not like they want uh, you to not take part it's like no i want you to bring your best and i'm going to bring my best and yeah. then we see who will win and whoever wins deserves it so there's no hatred so i think yeah. uh, the toxicity does happen, but it happens at, like, very, oh, like, right. low level of competitions. Yeah. But I think the higher you go, the more matured people are, the more time they have spent competing. And, like, the, like everyone, anyone who has competed, there's no one in the whole world who has won every competition. Everyone has lost at some point. And yeah. your first loss makes you really humble. And then you realize that it's not, you know, you, like, you need to work harder. It's not about... uh you know, just because you're, like, good at something, you'll just automatically win, you know? So, I think, like, that's why I love uh, competing. Like, I try. Like, I I always cannot because, like, we don't have that much opportunity here in India, but I really love Uh, I try whatever chance I can get to take part in international competitions because I think everyone gives such so much heart into them and uh, it really motivates me even if I lose, I don't care like it's just like such a fun thing to do.
2: Yeah, I love your point about how it's a small community because even in the higher levels, it's a small community and people Mm -hmm. were like, Oh, well, you know, the judges. And I was um.
3: like
2: yes. I worry like, about that sometimes. I worry if people you know, you see that Plexy mm-hmm. and Beverly Down. And I'm like Downton, Downing, Downing, whatever.
1: Downing, Downing. <laughs> Downing. I'm just kidding. There's a shirt. There. Uh,
2: but I'm like, exactly, you know how horrible that is? They have been watching. Everything I've been doing on this build, there is no surprise. They know we're all married. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I would much rather go up, uh, have a judge that I
5: don't know. You know? Oh uh, yeah,
1: same. That's the same.
5: thing as well. It's like if you if you're friends with someone or you know them and you're then having to judge them, or like you know that you're a close friend with them and they're having to kind of judge your work. It's like it suddenly shifts a whole new dynamic. Uh, mm. well
1: the other thing is people think that you're going to give preferential treatment whereas i yes. probably jump judge them harsher a lot it of the time harder, right? yes. <laughs> yes. yes
4: i think the pressure pressure is on the judge also that they don't they don't want to look biased so that you know like they would uh like yeah. look at extra things when they're judging their friends <laughs> yeah.
1: oh and for me like a c2e2 like I knew a lot of I know a lot of people in this community at this point. Pretty
4: much everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much everyone. But if I saw someone that I actually had a personal relationship with, I would do my scoring like I normally would. But when the other judges came in to talk to each other, because they don't know that person as well, I let them kind of make the decision more than me yeah. giving really any input. I yeah. would just let them do the input and then they say, Hey, we want to put this person here. And I'd be like, Yep, that's fine. And I'd just kind of agree versus saying, Right. No. You know, like I would say Im- it like important things like this person should get docked points for this reason, but I wouldn't really be like, yeah, that person should be first place. Like, I'm not not about to do that. It's
2: coming to the point, though, where we all know each other, you know. We like, do,
1: we do. It really
2: is to the point yep. where, I mean, even, especially, I would say COVID actually
1: pushed oh,
3: yeah. it a
2: lot with the international, with the,
3: oh, yeah. the oh, yeah.
2: line and the Ultimate Cosplay Championship. We all met through those kinds of channels, too. Yep. Whereas it used to be, oh, if I show up at this con physically, then I'll get to know you. But now that there were a lot of competitions that were international, that were online, and, and it kind of got bigger. Now you kind of know a lot of people a lot of countries, like R3-1 Studios here, uh, by the yes. way. yes, probably introduce you.
3: You probably <laughs> should. Oh, <okay.
2: laughs> Why don't you give us a little spiel about... Like your your craft and where your kind of like angle is and and what you try to bring to the table um, to, to cosplay in general.
5: Um, yeah, well, I'm Steve. I'm R31 Studios. Um, so I guess my uh, my specifics are kind of where I kind of hone in on is um, or, that you're
4: you're a duplicate
5: of John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> like I get that so much. It is just <laughs> like, <laughs> Before before him, when I was younger, it was Justin Long, and now it's yeah. kind of like more. <laughs> um, but like, especially recently, actually, hold up. Um, hey. Kind of like I've really enjoyed kind of, um, and I always have like pushing the limits of what you can do with foam and with detailing, and just kind of uh, going with the flow um there are a lot of people who love to recreate and um i kind of love doing that but i actually found a lot more enjoyment in the challenge of going with the flow seeing kind of where inspiration takes me and um the more recent builds that i've done have been just that like i've gone in there with no preconceived ideas and it's just almost let the build evolve itself let the build develop into what it wants to become effectively um and so kind of that's the crafting side of what I like to do is kind of just push what you can do push the limits and and kind of just like yeah keep keep adding on and just kind of just until it feels right um but just kind of challenging the creative side of things and actually enjoying the process because you can look at the the final piece as being kind of the end goal um but it's there's a quote from firefly that I love which was um you know when uh Katie's kind of saying, well, how come you don't care where the ship is going? And, you know, Shepard's response to that one is like, well, because the journey is the worthier part. It's, for me, the whole creative process is as important, if not more important than the final piece, Mm -hmm. because that's where us as creatives really put our heart and soul into it. Like walking on the con floor, doing the competitions is great. And you get a lot of validation for your hard work. And uh, it's awesome kind of being recognized and being able to talk about your work. But where you put your real blood sweat in tears uh into your work so I'm, some of that is a lot is very literal um then that's kind of where your, your your real heart is and your passion and so um that's just something that i i really enjoy doing um, and then the other side of that is uh recently or kind of like the last couple of years is really just trying to support and show other people um i guess give them the support give them some of that inspiration and kind of uh help others through that process and because a lot of it is a mental game as a creatives a lot of us are um especially i guess especially vulnerable to um either the darker thoughts or we're very much likely to be more neurodiverse or kind of creatives get a lot more emotive in their work In so we can feel a lot of things about it and so i think it's really important to kind of unwrap that and unwrap how we think about our work and mental processes as well as the actual physical making of it
1: awesome uh,
2: have you ever? You've competed, so you won. Uh, th- let me see if I remember. You won third place in armor in the um, Ultimate Online Comp- cosplay competition, right? Third place, uh, armor, second place. No,
5: armor. I I got um, special. Uh, I think I got judge's choice from Bev. Um, so I didn't actually. I didn't actually. I I, I placed. So I think I think came in top ten. I reckon on the Ultimate okay. one, and then um, yeah, managed to get the. Uh, Boris Helm from Beverly. Um done ever done Crown for well.
2: New Zealand or anything like that. Have you ever done anything?
5: Um I've I've competed. My my very first competition was at London MCM, um, which was uh, stretching memory back now. It's
2: gonna be your first one.
5: That was like my first <laughs> ever that was my first ever build. Uh was my first ever competition, and I came in second. I think I was like first runner up to second place with that one. And that was with my cardboard um, Doverkin build. So that one was, again, very much kind of uh, taking the original design and then uh, from the game and then kind of adding my own kind of twist to it. And it was cardboard. And that was, that was all out of cardboard. I had no idea. I feel
1: like I need to see a
5: picture of that. Yeah. I have, got I'm going to, if I can see it. You're gonna need to find a picture because yeah, this, <laughs> this is a dog this is not made out of cardboard this is the helm that i made it's kind of i feel what this cardboard. is even open i mean it
1: doesn't look like cardboard
5: but this is all cardboard um and kind of you can just about see kind of how it was done on the inside yeah but um this basically spurred everything on for me so like the entire thing was cardboard PVA, hot glue um mm-hmm then realizing that unsealed cardboard does not do very well on a hot summer's day.
3: Oh, uh, really? So,
5: so then it was a case of then sealing that with PVA on the inside for like another, for the, the, the other event. And um, yeah, after that is kind of, then I found uh, the wonders that is foam. Yeah, I would say,
2: um, yeah, somebody somebody in the judge's room had to be like, if he could do that with cardboard, imagine what he could do. With EVA
5: foam. Yeah, and he's
1: standing over here like, wait, what's foam?
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the, the, the sword, um, which is this. Like, I made this, and this is uh, using uh, that foam poster board, yeah. So, um, I kind of Thought I made that and it was all kind of rigid and, and it worked really well. I mean, sanding the doing the bevels and that was uh an absolute pain. But I was yeah. kind of presenting it to the judges and they were like, Oh, this is really light. And I was kind of yeah, I found this foam board, I thought it was great. I thought and the judges there were kind of um saying, Yeah, yeah, no, this has been used in cosplay like a few years ago, but people stopped using it now because we now use foam and it's a lot easier to do it. So and you're I like, foam, what? Like, <laughs> what? Uh <laughs> Then kind of yeah, suddenly can't fall in. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. awesome. That's great. I love that. I love those stories. I love when people use weird stuff. Fred Wolf's another one. Uh, like I love uh, this oh, entire man. thing is made of, of hot glue and yeah.
5: fabric.
2: And you're like, yeah. like I love when people like take crazy like materials and, and turn it into something great.
5: And then it's the, the recycling aspect of that as well. It's what you can then mm-hmm. use that's unconventional or um, that you can use for attachments, like bottle caps in the tops of bottle caps and the screw threads are yeah, great yeah. for attaching things. And all these other little things you can find that kind of suddenly work on a build that kind of once you've painted them up, you'd never know, but they kind of make such a difference to the overall overall build. And then you're actually upcycling as well. It's just kind yeah. of saving.
1: Um, something that we talked about earlier was... Um, like what our communities are like, like cosplay communities, as far as like competitions go. I've heard that in like Europe and in Australia, it's not necessarily toxic, but it's very um competitive. I are you competitive? Say. Very competitive. Look, <laughs> yeah. like we're competitive here, but we're we're competitive isn't in a nice way. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So I've heard that it's a little different there. Also, the like staying up late talking and having fun thing is not really a thing in australia i've heard
5: (laughs) i I can't speak too much to what it's like over in australia um i mean that's like a four-hour flight away but it's um like new zealand it's very the community is very small um Mm. and you still get your clicks you still get your uh kind of your differences and where people are kind of you know like I think within any community, you, you gel over your interests. And so there is um, there's a very high focus on fabric work and mm-hmm. um, anime and that sort of thing here. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more than that I saw in kind of experienced back in the UK. Um, there's less focus on big armor builds, um, oh, okay. which is interesting. So um, it's actually it's, Quite refreshing because it's kind of quite easy to sit there and you think you've got someone walking on stage in a huge space marine outfit and it's easy to be crazy impressed because it's big it's you know big it's glorious it's impressive um and then you've got someone who rocks up with a real intricate um i don't know historical gown for example and from initially looking at them you can think oh well that was clearly the armor is going to be a much more complex build but actually the more you think about it you go into textiles it's like to try and do all of that intricate stitching is so much more impressive and hard work, but in a less obvious way. Um, So competitions out here, we at the moment uh, it's expanding, but we did only have kind of one big con or a couple of cons that you would do competitions with. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we've had a few more smaller cons kind of popping up, which is brilliant because it kind of just expands the, expands to pool really and kind of gives people different opportunities to compete. Um, I'm not actually, uh, I'm not able to compete out here. Um, just because the rule, they, they've got a, um, a almost like a no professionals rule on, on kind of being able to compete. And I think just because of affiliations that I've got, um, this kind I'm of considered
1: a professional
5: it, it, it stuff. The prof- and polyprox and that, yeah, it kind of pushes me into that professional, even though I don't kind of make money off it. Yeah. Um, and I, to be honest, I get that as well because I don't. My, my viewpoint is I, I really want people who are interested in the hobby to want to be able to step forward and step into the game and not feel, and without trying to big myself up, not feel intimidated because there's a bigger name than them kind of competing. And I think it yeah. can be really easy for people stepping into the hobby to think, oh, you know, so-and-so is competing. I've got no chance. Therefore, I'm not even going to bother. That's and really so, too bad. That's too bad. For what? For people stepping out, or Yeah. Not-
1: yes. People yeah. stepping up. Like, I feel like, I feel like here we're like, like a lot of Americans are like, I just want to compete maybe. And then yeah. us people, I'm not saying I'm at the top or anything, but like people have competed a lot. will be able to be like, you should compete just compete you should do it right. do it please do yeah, it yeah. we want we want new blood we want you know we want you to compete so then yeah. they do and then maybe they'll have a good time and then it just kind of yeah and they do more and then they get better and it's just i don't know yeah.
2: stick in our lane right like i'm gonna compete at dragon con or blizzcon or c2b2 i'm not gonna go down to the tri-valley heart sacred comic-con of the the you know the the little tiny one and Mm. go show up in my big bill go you are all going down (laughs) that fifty dollar gift card is mine you know
5: (laughs) people do that like (laughs) I've heard stories of people doing that and rocking up to small conventions and cons and like you hear about that and they'll just wear the same thing and I mean not 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 necessarily in New Zealand but and I just say like you know what's your reason for doing it? Like why? Why are you yeah. uh, if you're doing it purely just to, to beat other people and purely to win and purely to get money, like yeah, you know, that's different. Like you gotta do it for the hobby and the enjoyment and the experience of it as well.
2: Right. Everybody deserves that That'll moment. Something deeper. Yeah. Like some sort of like, you know, I just need to be the but you you want everybody deserves that moment in the spotlight,
1: right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know. we've had we've had people here in the States that they, they don't do it as much anymore, but like we'll take one costume. To like 60, 70 competitions per year and just win all of them. Mm. And they get blacklisted for sure, but it has think- happened. It's not as much now, but it, it has definitely happened. They win all of them, they get all the money, and they just bounce. And they
2: yeah. do it small level.
1: Like it's like the mid tier. Small level, level mostly. Yeah.
4: I think, but like where this difference comes, is like uh, like US is a very different ball game compared to literally any other like country yeah. because you have so many competitions, so many events yeah. in every city. Like you have literally a, a convention almost every weekend the whole year. Yeah. All yeah. of them, all of them had like good prizes or something like yeah. that. Like uh, that's not the case in most of the like I, I don't know uh, about like of course I don't know how I cannot talk about New Zealand or Australia. But even in Australia, I, do, I know that they don't have a lot of competitions. I know there are like only three or four major competitions that happen throughout the year. In India, we only have like four three conventions that are big. And then all the other conventions have like sub... Uh, uh, sub 200 euro prizes 200 dollar prizes so yeah. uh most of our conventions are like really really small and uh so that's uh, that's where and like like how i was talking before right so like i'm I'm, pr- I'm probably like the like uh the complete uh you guys are making me look bad so i'm just saying this <laughs> I, I, I was the guy who would compete in all that not with the same cosplay like i i would say that i would not compete in the same cosplay but because uh, like i was mentioning before like we had no opportunities are such like because like he like he uh, like Arthur even said that he has become like a professional cosplayer there was no such thing as a professional cosplayer back mm. then yeah. so uh, I think like the communities in the west and communities in the developing country is like very different and uh, I still am of the opinion that uh, I'll, I'll be like uh, like of a different opinion here I think there's nothing wrong with uh, competing with the same competition in uh, two contests, as long as it's not in the rule. I think most, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think, uh, I would say it's on the, it's a it's responsibility of the cosplay competition, the organizing community that they should yeah. specify that a competition that has won before should not uh, compete. Yeah. Like, because a lot of competitions, like, because nowadays we have a lot of esports events that happen in India. And uh, they approach me sometimes and ask me uh, to help make them guidelines. and I think that's the first guideline. I tell them that if you have uh, I, I, I in India, it's very hard to say like a big competition win or whatever, but I do mention like if you have won a competition which had price pool over in for India like a three hundred dollar three hundred dollar price decent enough. So I would say like if you won a, in any competition which had prize money over this this amount, then you're not allowed to take part in the competition. Yeah, yeah so, what I was
1: talking about is, like, there would be, like, one guy who would go oh, to, yeah, like, yeah.
4: 60 always to 70
1: like... with, like, one costume for all of them.
4: And they hide. and They basically hide, which is bad. Like, they should not hide that they have won the cosplay competition or whatnot. Right. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's mostly so, like, or even years, like they've had the same costume, yeah yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. They would, they would like, even uh, like if they we've had people over here who would like, you know what, uh, if even if it's said that you cannot use an old costume, they'll change the weapon and they would be like, oh, I've made like a uh, completely change yeah. the costume, they'll they'll repaint the armor <laughs> and they would be yeah. like, oh, it's this version. It's <laughs> yeah it's a new skin kind of a thing so that happens but i think uh like uh, i i think the competitions that uh the organizers should specify in their uh, rules if like uh you can beat with a previous cosplay or not and if they don't have an issue with it then i don't see any wrong like anything wrong because like i said uh i think uh everyone gets a fair chance. Like if if someone has actually competed with the costume, like I always prefer if I see, if I've seen the guy who's competing against me, I know how to defeat them because I can see like what all elements I need to add. I'll, I'll I'll choose a character which uh, is better than that, their character or whatever. So uh, I don't think it's wrong as long as though, like you don't hide it. You don't try to, uh, you know, like um, cheat with it. Uh, So, It's that's fine because like, and I'm talking from a very uh, perspective of a country where we don't have many com- conventions and uh, yeah. we don't have most of the people. Like, I'm I feel that I'm one of the very very few blessed people uh, in India who can actually earn decent amount from cosplay. But mm-hmm. even now, like the people, uh, like the people who have been cosplaying with me uh, over the years, like who have started along with me, even they are still not able to afford to make like more than one bills a year. So I yeah. understand the if they take one costume to multiple events, but like don't win the main prize, but like win second, third, second, third a lot of times. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, you, if you only make one, you can only make one. But the problem yeah. the, is the, the ultimate thing is, like, where's your heart? Are you in it for the right reasons? If you're in it for the right reasons, you're going to make the right decisions. If you're in it for mm-hmm. the wrong reasons, you're going to make the wrong decisions. You know, yeah. You know what I, mean? I used to only be able to make one building here, and I, I have yeah. had where I would like go up like i would win like a lower one and then i would go to like dragon con with it you know um i don't do that anymore i've kind of learned that lesson that that's not a good thing to do but i didn't know back then what compete
1: was- at dragon con and how that's a terrible idea
2: why <laughs> you're so- <laughs> some you have to tell me there's more to this because like that came up one time and you're like i would never do that i was like oh i
1: would. I will never compete at dragon con again unless they change literally everything about the competition okay Okay. Yeah, i mean i can tell you about it it's not- not a big deal, I, but yeah, the competition is though their competition could be absolutely amazing, there it's just not, it's just not, uh, yeah. What, what's what's
5: the long didn't read reason?
1: The whole reason is it's the old guard of costuming versus cosplay,
5: okay? It's,
1: it's the old guard, it's like the people who are into costuming, like in the 90s, 80s, like o- older generation, a movie, uh, yeah, they're not
2: people like they're in the film industry the yeah okay. so then like, so
1: the- me or samir comes with something awesome or any like any of us like they're gonna be like yeah but it's not like what we're looking for and it's like it's that's uh, not fair because what they're actually judging is a cosplay competition but they're not yeah. looking at it like it's a cosplay competition and me me and casey ju- or not judged we we competed one year together and i was like looking at you know you look you see who's there you're like that person's gonna get something that person's gonna get something that person if i'm lucky i'll get a judge's award maybe right you look at that uh, you're like you get a feel and so they're basically they're,
3: really they're gatekeeping the competition.
1: What
4: they're gatekeeping the competition, and they're basically like making yeah. their friends and a thing like that. There's a mafia, yeah,
1: they're, they're holding back the competition from being good, in my opinion.
4: Because they, like, by mafia, <laughs> it. that's really sad.
1: It is sad, especially because the Dragon Con costume competition could be epic, mm. in my opinion. Like, if they gave an award oh this big this that had a dragon con emblem on it people would fight for it even though there's no money <laughs> i <have laughs> you know
4: you get wcs people people fight I, for wcs there is no money
2: i think yeah. you get 50 dollars in dragon coins and yeah. it's supposed to be used anywhere in dragon con but nobody knows what they are so you yeah.
1: can't <laughs> use them but like the, i think the the top prize for the dragon con friday night costume contest is um you get, a, you get a reservation for a room at Dragon Con.
5: <laughs>
1: they don't pay for the reservation. Oh,
5: you just get the reservation.
1: You just get the reservation.
5: Oh my God, they, that's so stupid.
2: You, you get a really nice sewing machine now. You get There's a couple of right. Good, good. I'm no, glad for that, no, glad but... but... Yeah, and you I think... me. When I was leaving the competition, I think I got like best use of materials or something like that. Awesome. What, for... what year did you do? was for Plaguebringer. So I got Best Journeyman with Maleficent, and then for Plaguebringer um, back there, I got Best Use of Materials. And you stopped me, and I was like, hey! And you were like, hi! And I'm like, why aren't you competing? You're like, I would never compete here. I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) Like, there's a story there. (laughs) It's because me and Casey competed one year. We didn't win anything, which is fine. But even the people that we, like, were dead ringers for winners, we were like, they didn't get anything. And then the year after that, Amanda competed. She didn't get shit. She was her costume was amazing. It was uh, Anastasia. She ended up winning best in show at C two e two. By the way, Wait, she got nothing. There in Anastasia and didn't get anything. She, just, she did not get one thing.
5: Far out. Yeah,
1: it was. Oh. Trust me, it's an amazing costume. But that's not the point that she didn't get anything, and I was just kind of pissed about it. And we decided as a group we were never going to compete there again unless they changed everything about it. So, yeah. you know. So and I like, would love to compete there again, but it has to have a reason.
5: Funny. I mean, we um, were all talking about competing here in competition. Like, is Chris Rex? Is like, have you ever competed?
1: Me, Tris. no, 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 no. Yeah.
5: Like, just
3: Tris.
0: Tris. yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the only time i have competed was uh in person was uh, the 2020 crown championship as swamp thing
3: You're and crazy. it was great
0: that was my first competition that was my wow. first competition I, it, it was really good since then i've been judging you know i did a couple of online competitions but you know that's not um that's not really my thing anymore you know i'm, I'm more so the judging get the inspiration to people Rather teach and have panels and do all that other stuff. Uh, what panels I just, do you, you do know, normally? Uh, anything around effects and foam, as well as uh, I usually do a lot of stuff for over thirty cosplays as well. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Um, cool.
0: real, real fun time, but um, mine is more specific to the genre of horror and monsters, or just like flat out foam fabrication. But when um, you, you know, kind of like I was saying six years (laughs)
1: years. (laughs) I like how you had to check you're like oh wait wait what
0: month is it okay no but um, one of the things I was telling you know uh before y'all came in is just like I just I would much rather be that person in the community to open it up for others people that like creepy and large things and just because I don't want anybody to feel left out because you know at the time when I was competing you know I felt like I was overlooked a lot just because I wasn't trying to fit the mold so it's just one of those things where it's like just really the best use of my time because I got way more monsters to make so I'm like all right I know what I know what I'll do so you know, I, this is I'm different lane for me. That's why I've been just sitting here, quiet in my dark little cave. You know, I'll let y'all have fun. You know, I'm just gonna sit here and just uh clap for everybody.
1: And <laughs> well, I nice. Since I was gonna be here, it was gonna be all about competition. So,
2: um, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like... You're in your corner, <laughs> and monsters and horror and, and, and nightmares. Right? So you yeah. mentioned though no motivation. Yeah. Um, so we have like ten more minutes, I think, and then. Um, you probably need to kind of sign off with last thoughts. But let's talk about motivation since Tristan brought it up. How do you stay motivated when you're building a giant monster nightmare? Like, what are things that motivate you when you're in a big build um, in order to, to get through it or, or, or just to, to keep going?
0: Um, the motivation behind it is usually the meaning, the meaning and the purpose of that creature. You know, I like to reverse engineer, like, once I have it, I always know exactly what the motives are, and especially if it's something that's going to be used, like, on screen. that It's a totally different game, because you want a whole lot of things to translate in just a short amount of time, or if it's on display, you want a lot of those things to translate, no matter what. Pointing angle that you do see it, right? Um. So one of the most motivating things is just sticking to the deadline and being true to myself. I'm a taskmaster and a uh, project manager at the same time, so it makes it easy for me to be able to like A, B, C, D, E, and go down that line. But the motivation really comes from uh, being able to tell that story about that character. You know that that's the biggest thing because at the end of the day, yes, they're creatures. Monsters, but I want to be able to breathe some and, and some humanity into it, and kind of put what I'm going through in that in that type of character as well. So it's a lot. It's a lot.
2: Do you think about when people like are gonna see your stuff? Is that a motivating factor for you? Like the, the look on people's faces when they see like something come to life that Absolutely. they've never Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Because when you see that, because when I, when I think of
3: monsters,
0: I think of monsters as the, the equalizer of them all, right? You can have your heroes, you can have your villains, you can have the people in between. But when the Kraken comes out or when Rexy breaks out of that fence, everybody's asshole clenches up at the same time. And, oh shit, you're not the badass you thought you were. The monster is here. So that's why I think of every time i'm i'm um making it like thinking of the different positions uh the different proportions, what am I gonna paint this color that is for death, or you know how am I gonna do the drool or things of that nature, because Brittany was there, she could tell you better than anybody um there mm-hmm. was a lot of holy shits, but I knew at the same time that I was doing it for a certain crowd and um the little kids, I would say I won over about like 50% of the little kids. The little kids, <laughs> they was like putting their feet out of strollers and everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> if I'm not making people feel uncomfortable, I'm not doing my job. Right.
3: That's Seriously, awesome. I'm not here
0: to wow you, you know. Yes, wow you, right, because uh monsters are majestic. But if I'm not bringing out discomfort and uh, nightmares... I didn't do my job.
2: (laughs) Steve, how do you stay motivated? You, this is your area. When I think of motivation, I always go to your page and I'm like,
3: "Hmm, no, I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take that away from me. I do.
2: You you do. You post a lot of good truths there.
5: I I think it's like, it's um, I think for me, the the biggest thing is uh, breaking it right back. I mean, it's similar to what, at it. it's breaking it back down to what's your why like what's behind it um and it's kind of knowing that it's having that self-awareness for me as well it's like i don't know about you guys when i'm in the middle of a build like, i know that during the painting process or during the the blocking out stages is during those stages i will go through a period of i hate this what am i doing this is terrible I'm wasting my time and i know that when that feeling hits i'm approximately two-thirds of the way through like and so <laughs> i know that when that feeling hits like okay so that's happening i now know why that's happening i now know that i just need to trust my process and that that's kind of when discipline kicks in because like motivation is what gets you started discipline is what gets you through and mm. so it's like that's when i've got to be a bit more disciplined and think right i need to trust what i originally planned i'll follow that through and and I will see the outside of it and then I'll enjoy the project and then invariably in six months I'll look back at it and go I hate it why did I do that detail why did I do that bit wrong I should have like as we all do as creators because we're always trying to get better um yeah. but I think yeah for me the motivation is sticking sticking true to kind of the why of what I'm trying to create and like enjoying that process um and I think the other thing that I find really helps is especially in bigger builds and where you're kind of, or it can feel repetitive is I'll stop and just make something completely else random, like yep. small, almost like one build or one week build or whatever, but like just something small that can, it can be related to it or it can be completely different, but because it just yep. breaks that cycle, it it kind of almost gives you a little bit of that reset that you can then get some of that energy back in to yeah. carry on. Yeah. Um, I and get that. So, like, that that I've found has been amazing. I've I've realized I've probably been on a hiatus of probably a good few months now of actually not making anything, which um, just through various life things. And it's, like, the hardest thing I find is when you've been off uh, a while is getting back into a build again. It's, like, if you've not been creating for a while, that, that that's the other big thing is, like, getting over that hurdle of trying to get back in and just making something small again can yep. really help with that. Um, so I think that, that's the biggest thing that I find just kind of helps motivate me or keep me motivated. Um, and then when you're actually doing the building process is I like, um, I kind of call it sensory flooding. It's whatever genre I'm making from, I like to um, look at. Uh, like images or um, reference material or videos, music, um, all of that from that genre. And so if I'm making, I kind of have that music from that genre going on in the background. So if it's cyberpunk, it's kind of cyberpunk-y 80s synthwave sort of going off in the background. If it's kind of much more fantasy, then it's going to be kind of more of that fantasy, that orchestral, that kind of um, big epic sort of music that goes on because it's not just the sense of, what you're making, but kind of everything feeds into that creative path and into that creative process. So by looking and flooding your with all this reference material, you're effectively filling up your reservoir that you can then use to kind of pour into your build. Um, and I find that can really help is kind of keep that creative urge high and kind of overflowing, because it's from that overflow that I really kind of find my enjoyment in the creativity, because that's when it's like, you've got something in you need that you need to pour out into what you're making.
2: Yeah. Yeah and it reminds you too of what you drew you to that in the first place, right? Absolutely. Like your love for blank, You're you're watching the show yeah. or you're reminding yourself, you know, cuz again, this is all fandom, you know, one way or the other even if you're building something that you're not necessarily familiar with, it's a love for the aesthetic or it's a love for for the actual craft. So yeah. it's all it's all based in fandom. Samir, what about you? How do you stay motivated? Go
4: I ahead. mean, <laughs> You've already heard from the Bob Ross of cosplay all the points, you know.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm, no, I'm not even kidding. Like whenever I think of like uh, uh, his his voice rings in my ears, like that. That's how I stay motivated. Like whenever I think like, oh, what should I do? And I'm like, oh, what would uh, what would Arthur even do? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm not really. I'm. Uh, <clears throat> My my struggle is, uh, I think uh, starting a new project. Once I've started a project, I have uh, I don't find any problem uh, finishing it. Like I I never uh, like I, I it has really happened that I would start a project and uh, not finish it. Uh, I don't start many projects. <laughs> I plan a lot of projects. Like I plan a lot of projects. I make templates, but I don't start. What happens with me is like I I have this fear of. Uh, uh, uh disappointing you know like because like uh i think the, and this pressure i I, I, have, I have i have been much better about it now but you know like when you start getting praise like all oh, this i think it's like the social media effect like when you start getting praise for whatever you do now you you kind of expect that praise later on and then you're like oh whatever i make should be better than my previous build and then you know like you get this uh like you put yourself in that situation where you think oh no uh what if i make something and people don't respond to it and then it happens sometime, you know like you put so yeah. much heart into a prop or whatever and then you post online and then it doesn't get the response that you hoped for and then you think that maybe you you're not good enough and that kind of things you know so mm-hmm. that is something which i was struggling a bit i think uh starting of Covid because before Covid no one no one knew me, no one gave a shit. I think uh, Britney knew me but like that's pretty much it. Like I don't think the so. rest of you uh, knew me much before uh, I think 2019. So mm. <clears throat> uh, I think my Xenos uh, cosplay like, got me noticed from a lot of people. Uh, but like so before, I had never had that problem because I would like I would I like I had been only making like one cosplay a year, and that was also like one or two cosplay, a year and most of the time it was was competition. So I was always like taking my time, building things and whatnot, and then. uh when I started getting noticing and I'm I'm not, I was not getting noticed by like just normal people but like the people I had considered my idol, you know, like a lot of people like when Kamui followed me, I was like oh my god, like she's following me now, now, now every post that I make should make some sense, I don't want her to see <laughs> you
3: know,
4: I, I, I used to post so much on my profile, I used to post like I would do street photography, I would post food pics, I would post, I don't know, I used to post so much random shit on my uh, Instagram but like when, uh, people I really admired or look up to when they started following me, I was like, oh no, uh, I need to make good. And then, what did that did was like I literally actually stopped crafting as often because like whenever I would start something, I would like, no, I'm not prepared enough, or like I think I'm not, I won't be able to pull pull that off. And uh, that kind of dampened me for a while, but uh, I, mm. but I think, but I think uh, I've overcome that now. I think I've I've become comfortable with. Uh, what my position is, and like, of course, like I think so, so many people do so much positive reinforcement to me. Oh, you're a nice guy, or such a nice guy, or whatever. So it, it basically I, I have I have accepted it now. Like I, I, I'm 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 I do good work. It doesn't matter if uh, if it doesn't come out really well, uh, like at the first time. I can always keep on working, and I really appreciate that about uh, I think uh, 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 Arthur even uh, a lot that you know he uh he puts so much content and and you see so many steps happening and then you can even see in that like okay sometimes he designs something and then he wants to change it and he changes it and all uh, and we are part of the whole process and it makes uh mm. it makes so uh organic you know and uh i think uh i, I have noticed this a in lot, lot in other people also that uh like uh, ludus cosplay is like another person who i really really look up to like he's such a wonderful guy and yeah, like he
3: really
4: is yeah like, everything he does, uh, like, he basically breaks it down. It's not about what he's making, it's about how he's doing it. And I, you can you can tell that how much fun he has while working. And I think, like, looking at, uh, like, there's so many people I look up to, of course, but uh, it has made me feel more comfortable with myself and, like, uh, how I craft because I think I, I enjoy, like, the little things in crafting. For me also, it's not about, uh, like, finished product but like i really enjoy figuring out how to get there um even because like uh, i always even when i'm making foam cosplays i i don't enjoy making um unless unless it's like extremely convoluted you know there's like some random shit happening in the foam structure i don't really enjoy making it so uh because it's really fun for me figuring out how to make all those complex angles and whatnot so yeah like i i think um uh i have don't have a problem with uh, i completely jumped to a different conversation here but like <laughs> uh, i don't
3: have
4: a, i don't have a problem with uh, motivation once i've started a build because i am always motivated to finish it but my problem happens when i'm starting something new because i put uh, too much expectations on me and i don't uh, want to disappoint everyone anyone so yeah i i i always i'm always afraid of fucking up but uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah pressure
4: could also build
0: diamonds
3: yeah sorry
0: pressure could also build diamonds <laughs> right oh,
2: that's,
3: true. <laughs> Thank that's you.
2: true some of the stuff i make is great some of the stuff i make is shit some of the stuff is fine um some of the stuff i make
1: is from amazon <laughs> right but
2: for me i've never put on a final costume that i've made and not looked in the mirror and went, ha ha, ha. <laughs> Let's go! Like, it might not be everything I wanted it to be. It might not have had the right proportions. Maybe it doesn't move the way that I wanted to. Maybe the light doesn't work. Maybe I don't have any way to go to the bathroom because I didn't really build it to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm walking down the elevator to the elevator. I'm getting off the elevator, and there is a normie going, what the hell is that? And that is all <laughs> I need. I love bringing something to life and just, just being something else. So I, I think yeah, I kind of keep the, like, I, I just tell myself, it might not be everything you want it to be no matter what though, but the day you put it on, you're going to be a man. You're going to be so happy. Like, right. And I've never really felt like crap in a costume, you know? Yeah. Um, good. So I, I, you know, even the ones I do buy from Amazon or the inflatables, you know yeah <laughs> let me tell you when you're in an inflatable kirby that you got from a woman in china you feel amazing oh i bet i bet <laughs>
1: that's your whole personality now right
2: <laughs> you say to me you're like you're like are you gonna stop buying something like i can stop at any time never <laughs> <laughs> all right Brittany. how do you stay motivated
1: oh um i agree with a lot of what they said um i do like I do like taking breaks um, for other things. Like, I don't know if anybody's watched any of my absolute nonsense, but sometimes I'm working on a costume, and then I'll just have a post that's, like, Spongebob art.
4: Yes, and Jojo I mean, art. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've been doing a lot of shoe stuff lately, which right. is, like, completely unrelated to cosplay, but, like...
4: But we absolutely love it.
1: I mean, it's I creative. hope. It I,
4: process, do it. I yeah. feel
1: bad that, like, I have to, like, I'm posting that stuff, but, like, I mean,
0: it's, it's a nice, great one. Uh, <laughs> you, you know.
4: one. of my Favorite things, you know, uh, that, uh, I, I love following cosplays. I don't know if uh, people have noticed, but I, I follow a shit ton of cosplayers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the thing is like, uh, it really, really makes me happy when I see a cosplayer, uh, who's doing different things. You know, like yeah. uh, even more than enjoying the cosplay content, like I said, because I, I myself uh, consider myself to be more of a crafter, you know. Yeah. So uh, like when anyone does uh, anything out of cosplay, like uh, one of my another, another favorite person of mine is like NerdForge. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely love looking at her stuff like she makes such Same. beautiful uh, like some book bookshelf thingy or make a cover or whatever. So she does like so many random projects and I absolutely love all of them. So yeah. like i actually enjoy your uh i'm I'm really i'm really enjoying your like the shoe journey that you're going through right now (laughs) and like all your all your like if i if i was to tell like like my favorite thing you ever created it's that like spongebob like big eye face (laughs) that's my favorite thing that you have ever done so so, i always appreciate those things you know
1: okay i I, i really do get a lot of um i get a lot out of taking breaks to do things like that um I do have another costume in the works eventually. Mm. I actually I have like a bunch of commissions for shoes because the shoe thing kind of just went.
3: Yeah. Crazy. Mm. So
1: like I I just got a bunch of commissions and I'm just like like I got one guy who literally wanted 17 pairs of shoes and I was like
3: oh
1: for goodness. who for who. <laughs> man those so I, I gotta get I'm gonna get that mostly done and then I'm gonna work out a costume for Dragon Con, which I brought up at the beginning of the stream, but not everybody heard. I'm making uh myself as a Borderlands character that is like a paint nice. wizard, like myself as a paint wizard.
3: Oh so, nice, yes, yes. <laughs> so
1: I'm gonna be a wizard, but like Borderlands, it's gonna be crazy. Um That's it's, it's That's like an awesome. original style design, it's gonna be great. Um so I'm really excited about that, um, but I need every bit of two months to make it happen. So we'll see how that goes. That's my one build for the year. So we'll see how it goes. But, um, but staying motivated. Um, uh, c- competitions. Competitions keep me motivated. Honestly, like I know the competitions keep coming up, but um, competitions are the only reason I get costumes done. If I'm being honest. I, I do actually want to get like this build done for DragonCon. Like that's my big that's my goal for the year. Um I'm sure I'll find a competition for it. But typically if I'm getting a competition or if I'm getting a, a costume finished, it is for a competition and nothing else will motivate me further. If I'm like, oh Colossal Con's coming, I'll try and have it done. That does not that doesn't do anything for me. But if I know there's a competition, I know that basically there's like a teacher ready to grade me on my work. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not getting it finished.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you I think, I think.
2: look like Elsa, yeah so you got that going for you. She keeps Me? saying that you look like, yeah, she thinks she's like, she looks like Elsa. Do you like look more like oh. Elsa now? Yeah, <laughs>
1: a little bit, a little
2: bit. I can see it. Uh-huh. So, I think we should probably like say our like goodbye last Aww. thing kind of thing. And this again because
4: i steve, love steve has food. just come now like steve has just come now i, know, but
2: yeah, I, I feel like we need like yeah. another hour like i probably could <laughs> but i really do actually have to eat food so i'm so sorry that's
5: right oh. we, we, we can let her go and we'll just stick around yeah there. exactly If
2: you leave, <laughs> i don't know if that would work but we could try that if <laughs> yeah they probably won't
4: it's, 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 <laughs> It's 3 a.m. here. I'm also like super sleepy.
1: <laughs> we'll just do this again. That's all. No, 100%. That, would, that would be fine. But we need um, three hours next time. Okay, I'll block out three hours
2: next time. Hours. Um, so I just want to say thank you to all of you. Like, uh, I'll, each one of you is like an idol to me. So just the fact uh-huh. that you come out here and talk to me is awesome. Evelyn, what? Hello. I'm holding. <laughs> Hold on. Does, does,
3: does Evelyn have a question she wants Mom. to ask me?
2: <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much. So, um, I don't know if you guys want to like promote your, your websites, anything you have going on or to look up, you know, to, to, to look out for, um, if you guys just want to go around and, 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 kind of promote yourselves real quick, that'd be awesome.
3: Some stuff. Yeah. We'll
2: go that way.
1: <laughs> so Brittany and Tristan, Samir, okay. 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 Uh, I'm Brittany Ginoza of Ginoza costuming on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, I make cool things. Come see me if you want to.
5: Hold on, Ginosa. So it's not Gin. It's not soft G. It,
1: it is Ginosa, but that's okay. I literally, I've, I've been
5: saying it wrong longest. all this time.
1: Okay.
5: I've always been calling it Ginosa. Like, that's
1: okay. That's that's literally. Because it's she's okay.
5: a gin because she's a gin. You know, she, she makes wishes come true.
1: I'm sorry, but I'm. <laughs> it's it's a gif, not a chif. All, right? <laughs> all right, get it right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was saying good too, so I'm no, I'm it's okay, to, it's
1: okay, I promise.
0: Yeah.
4: It's your turn, Rex. Chris.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, you can follow me on all social platforms at Rex. One of the things to keep uh, a lookout for is I've been doing some test shooting on the Alien Resurgence fan film of mine, uh, just to kind of get. Introduce you all into some of the marine characters before we get into the third and final xenomorph. And then we got a special character after that. But you're also gonna see some of uh the creature suit work I've been doing for this film called John Cooley's Convergence. It's an no, original character that I'm really able to put my heart into. I've been working on it for some time and I can't I can't wait to unleash it on y'all. So got a lot of cool stuff coming.
3: Yay.
4: So I'm uh, I'm I'm Samir Tikka Masala, of course, as my name says. I'm a cosplayer from India, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I go by different name in our every uh, social platform. So that I'm really stupid <laughs> like that. On on Twitter, I'm Bundela Samir. On Facebook, I'm Samir Bundela, and on uh, Instagram, Samir Tikka Masala. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think like. Uh, my latest pride is basically my Inarius cosplay that I'm working on right now. I, it's still not finished, but uh, I'm I'm really happy to say that I will be working with Blizzard on that. And gonna do an event uh, in Paris uh, next month, which I'm really looking forward to. So that's the big thing in Horizon for me. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And also, like once that event is done, like I said, I'll probably jump to my next build instantly and uh that i'm really excited to see what it will be yeah a very random thing that i said but anyways hey over to you steve (laughs) (laughs)
5: yeah uh yeah no i'm steve from r31 studios um so yeah you can follow me on instagram and facebook at uh, r31 studios Um, And I've also got a website where I've kind of got a lot of um, free patterns, downloads um, available for people to use for like base builds for starting up your projects. Um, uh, My social media or Instagram recently has been a little bit dead just because of uh, a lot of stuff happening in life, but I'll be jumping back on pretty quick. Um, Sad to say it's not going to be right now. Uh, I really wanted to start Optimus Prime up again, um, but just with the space that I've got, um i'm going to be building something different but it's going to be a mashup um and i'm just trying to work out what that mashup is going to be so um it's going to be lots more um inspiration motivational stuff happening um as well as builds and tips and tricks and all that other jazz with fun and hopefully maybe some painting who knows Um,
2: yeah you'll never get to the painting (laughs) i'm a very cosplay i'm going to be making camoey's diablo brigida
3: oh hell yes Uh, (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh that's yeah. that sure. that gonna, gonna time be time. hell in a hand <laughs> <laughs> i was so nervous about it. i actually messaged casey and i was like should i even bother doing this is already done
1: it's gonna be something else
2: yeah, I, was- I, I i it's the only one i loved. so i was like i got you and i want to make it is
1: of- yeah it is really amazing i it's will say beautiful. the design is absolutely stunning it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Something else.
2: It, yeah. And it's either gonna be a it's gonna be great or it's just not, but either way I get to make a lot of teeth and I'm excited. So
1: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i it'll be my first BlizzCon. So uh
1: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make my way over to BlizzCon because Samir's gonna try and be there and I wanna be there with Samir.
5: Yes, that's oh, no. all
4: BlizzCon.
1: We're gonna try.
4: <laughs> yes, come on, friends. Steve. Make something from
5: Blizzard and come to BlizzCon. Oh my I would love to. Yes. <laughs> Right? Yes, do it, do it. Do it.
2: Um, no, anyway, again, thank you guys all so much. Um, we'll do this again. I I, I, I'm, I, worship each and every one of you. And I will, I stalk your pages. Oh, I know everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. The,
4: everything the, stalking about awesome. the stalking is mutual. The stalking is mutual. All
2: right, guys, thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, bye, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. bye.